Pacemakers. My name's Jed Shepherd. And I'm Daniela Phillips. Thanks very much for joining us for the new season, season three or series three, if you're from the UK. Woo woo. It's exciting. Um, thanks very much for all the people, all the all the new people who have joined our podcast. It's been uh, it's been crazy. Yeah, we don't, we don't quite understand why so many of you are listening, but yeah, they're all they're all here for your uh, childhood school stories, I, Jed. Do you know what? I've purposely stopped doing any childhood, <laughs> stories, but I might tell one during this episode because it's, it's actually appropriate because it's Halloween special as well. Ooh. I don't quite know how we're going to fit in Halloween stuff into this episode, but I'm gonna. Going to try my best. We've got Halloween snacks anyway. We do, yeah. Um, how have you been this week, Daniel? I've been pretty good. I've recovered yeah. from whatever death that I had. and Yeah, you've yeah. passed it on to me now. So yeah, sorry about that. I've, I, I was bedridden for the last uh, few days, which wasn't great, but it gave me more time to watch films, so... That's pretty good. Yeah, but you finished Netflix. So. I, I finished Netflix. Yeah, what else is there but to do? My, um, I don't know if you can see, but my, my hand's like really bruised Ooh. and like inflamed. So I can't use my left hand very well and my right hand is, is messed up as well. I can't move my wrist too much. What have you been doing? I've been playing football and... Oh. Um, Leave it to the professionals. Yeah, five-a-side football is brutal. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, what else have you been up to, Daniela? I've been to the cinema a lot, actually. What have you seen? I've seen Spectre. Okay. Yeah. Any goods? It's okay, yeah. Right, okay. It's okay. Not not the best Bond film, but not the worst. Okay. Yeah. And what else have you seen? I've seen The Martian finally, which I love. I haven't seen it. Don't I tried to listen to the audio book and read the book, and it's it's just nothing to me. It's just so boring. Oh no, it's great. It's re it's really heartfelt and funny, and you're really rooting for. Is Matt Damon, Damon still playing the same character as he did in Interstellar? No, just because he's horrible in Interstellar. Where he's really That's nice. That's true. In Spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, this is the um, the first episode of uh, season three. Um, and it's called Backwards and this all changed Danielle did you notice yes I did it's, I everything's did. changed the, the budget seems to be bigger um, it's more colourful because in the first two seasons the tones were very very muted yeah but most importantly this is the first Red Dwarf episode I ever saw no way this is, the, this is what got me hooked onto Red well, Dwarf well that's interesting because this is the one where most people kind of jumped on because they kind of heard about the first two seasons how good it was and there was a little bit of a break and then came season three and kind of everyone was into it and it was more accessible I think it was well, we'll come on to um, that in, into a second because we are joined by a guest um, and the guest is I can't I can't pronounce your surname so like <laughs> 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 Hello. Yourself. Nick Desemlian Semlian, is that it's right? a it's a complicated name. That's like a Doctor Who villain. Yeah, it's a bit Transylvanian in origin, actually. Is it really? So, yeah, on my dad's side, we go back to Transylvania. That's, and, that's amazing. Uh, I've I'm, never I'm, been, but we're planning a trip next year. My brother and I to, to wow. yeah, because we had a big family gathering uh, about a month ago and met. Uh, our Transylvanian relative for the first time, and he, he's amazing. Obviously, at night because during the day they're in coffins. <laughs> we didn't see, yeah, we didn't see him. We sort of flew off. Uh, but yeah, he's a he's a sort of yeah. He wasn't wearing a cape, but he was okay. a bit bit vampiric. So we're going to go and wow. stay in his castle or whatever. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Daniela, are you going? I want all? to. <laughs> this is the first you've heard of it. Um, are you? Um, that's quite weird. That it's the Halloween special, and you're you have Transylvania in in your blood. Indeed, that's, that's I thought of that. almost perfect. And um, you are on uh, our main rival podcast. Yes. <laughs> you're on uh, the um, well, you do the Empire Magazine podcast, but you also uh, write and, and do cool stuff for Empire Magazine. What, what do you actually do for Empire? It's hard to say. Um, <laughs> I've been there eleven. Yeah, I've been there eleven years now, and wow. uh, various sort of various jobs there. At the moment, I'm reviews editor. So I, I kind of, you do a bit of everything, but... I can imagine, yeah. Gathering check discs and writing stuff, interviewing, 
Uh, yeah, and some podcasting. You guys are catching up on us fast. So yes, yeah. we are. Yeah, I'll give it, probably this episode will probably take us over the edge. I think. I hope so. <laughs> and apparently, some some of your colleagues are going to come on onto a, a, a later episode. Is that right? Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I've got a couple of colleagues who are, who are probably bigger Red Dwarf fans than I, even okay. though I, I I used to like it. I'm a bit rusty on it. Okay, we've seen this episode. So I love it. Fine. This episode's an absolute classic, by the yeah. way. So I'm very happy to be on this 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 week. <laughs> um, but yeah, my colleague Chris Hewitt yeah. is uh, is such a Red Dwarf fan. He wrote a 40 page short story Amazing. when he was younger about Red Dwarf characters going back in time to try and stop JFK being assassinated which is the first episode of season 7 so you just hang what? on hang on hang what? on hang on <laughs> I did not know that is it season 7 so either <laughs> either he he stole that or they stole it off him they, or, or it actually happened possibly that's crazy um, when did he write it I don't know. He just told me this today. Can you bring it in and we'll act it out? He claims he's lost it. <laughs> okay. I think there's something going I'm sure on. He, I'm sure he knows. It, it, I it think we of... need to get him in the podcast and do a <laughs> yeah, live reading. Um, so, wow, that's crazy. And um, just uh, briefly, who's the best person you've kind of interviewed on uh, through Empire or who have you interviewed recently? That's kind of cool. Ooh, big question. Um, uh, recently, I interviewed Jared Leto about the Joker. Awesome. And was the first person to do, and I think the only person to date, to talk to wow, him about that. Wow, that's cool. And he went very, very method for that, for Suicide Squad. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think I know something that you don't know about that character. Go. I don't think he plays a Joker in it. It's a smokescreen. I think he... What? P- yeah. I think he plays... I don't know if this is on the internet. I think he plays Robin. And he, he's... Yeah, I think he's actually Robin, um, of Batman's assistant, playing the Joker. That's my take on the things I've seen from it so far. We'll see if that, that happens. I have heard that theory. Yeah. And actually, yeah, there's, there's a shot in the Batman, not that this is the Batman Superman podcast, but yeah. there's a shot in that trailer, yeah. isn't there? With, uh, it's kind of in the Batcave and the Joker has graffitied it and stuff, which, yeah. which lends credence to that. So, so Robin yeah. turns into the Joker? Well, yeah, I don't quite know. But then that also leads me on to the kind of the, the, Bat, the Batman-Superman rumour. Do you, do you know about this as well? Where um, Ben Affleck isn't Batman. Yeah, what? I saw something about this on Twitter. So this, is, this is le- less likely. I was worried it was going to be some kind of virus. If I Please, what, that, like. is he Batgirl? No, um, who is he? Again? Oh, he's uh, Deathstroke. Because um, in the comics, Deathstroke dresses up as Batman for a while. Um, and he also tries to kind of make Robin his assistant. Um, this is generally way too complicated. I, I'm, yeah, I mean, you hear a lot of mad rumors. Like, I, I read a rumor that uh, Ray Fiennes as M was going to turn out to be Blofeld and <laughs> Inspector. Oh, wow. Which I was actually excited about. And well, in, spoiler, it, it doesn't happen. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I'm imagining that most people have seen Spectre by the time they listen to yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. So, knows? did you interview most of the cast for. Um, of Suicide Squad, or was it just Jared? Yeah, all of them. All of nice. Who who was your favourite? Because I'm guessing Will Smith would be awesome. He he's he's awesome in everything. Yeah. Well, Daniela was there when I talked <laughs> I to him. I was. <laughs> I was in bed with a cold, listening. No, it's exciting because the night before, this was a, a few weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were in Los Angeles on holiday, mm-hmm. and we went to see Jeff Goldblum play jazz. Yeah, I recommended it. I know. Yeah. All, all thanks to Jed. We went. <laughs> That was it. Was that your recommendation? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. That was a great night. That was really great. I can we met him I'm very jealous. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd never met him, so that was amazing. Um, but yeah, and then so it was like an Independence Day double, getting to talk to Will Smith the next morning. Wow. It was yeah. He was very nice. Um, okay, so let's get back onto format. So this is yeah the first season, Daniela. Um, just just in general, what did you um, going into this episode, knowing what you know, and this being the first. 
um, yeah. episode you ever saw. Yeah. Was you going in knowing that this was going to be good, or did you think it might have aged um, in time? No, I, I knew I knew it was going to be good. Um, yeah. I was a bit confused when it started, and I thought there was going to be some sort of explanation about why Crichton was there. And it was like, no, nothing. We're just going straight into. Well, this it. is the thing. Um, they do the the Star Wars type scroll. Yeah, can't read it. Like, yeah, it goes too fast. <laughs> but then I'm going to tell you what it says now. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so this is uh, me reading out something on my computer screen. So it says. Um, the story continuums. The story so far, three million years in the future, Dave Lister, the last human being alive. And this is a good intro to, to people who haven't seen Red Dwarf before. This, If you haven't seen it before, you can go straight into this episode and know what's, yeah, what's going on. Yeah, I think on. when I first started watching it, I didn't know that there were other episodes. <laughs> I thought this was legitimately I guess you don't, the first you don't really know, no. really, when it's just on, on, on the BBC. Um, so yeah, David Lister's the last human being alive. He discovers he's pregnant after liaison with his female self, Deb Lister in Parallel Universe. His pregnancy concludes with a successful delivery of twin boys, Jim and Bexley. However, because the twins were conceived in another universe with different physical laws, they suffer from highly accelerated growth rates uh, and are both 18 years old within three days of being born. In order to save their lives, Lister returns them to the universe of their origin, where they are reunited with their father, a woman, and are able to lead comparatively normal lives. Well, as normal as you can be if you've been born in a parallel universe and your father's a woman and your mother's a man there's and you're lot, 18 years. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on I'd in this episode. I love the Star Wars crawls with this complicated <laughs> it'd be, it'd be brilliant. It's just like, it's, it's repeating information. Because <laughs> I, I, I used to be a sub-editor and, and kind of, you know, so I'm quite into grammar and, and stuff. Yeah. So I pause this and there's some, yeah, I've got some notes about oh, it. Oh man, it's all over the place. None there's, of it makes sense. Story continuums, which is a Doesn't terrible pun, but they use it three times. Yes, They're so they happy with that one. They're like, keep repeating it. <laughs> There's a comma missing, which really upset me. <laughs> and continuums, that's not the right word. It, for, for, cause it should be like continues, right? No, well, it's, a, it's a play on that word. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're trying to be funny, but yeah. they repeat it three times. It's, like, <laughs> it's not that good. It's really unusual. And um, there's a bit more to this. So shortly afterwards, Crichton, the service mechanoid, who had left the ship after being rescued from his own crash vessel, the Nova 5, is found in pieces after his space bike crash lands onto an asteroid, which is... Oh yeah, that's the Nova 5. Uh, Lister rebuilds the Noid, the Mechanoid, but is unable to recapture his former personality. That's why he's got different faces. There's a whole series here that we've missed where this is happening. Yeah, well, this is the thing. The first episode of season three was meant to be one called Dad, right? Which which has all of the stuff in the kids and making Crichton come back. But they thought it wasn't funny. It doesn't sound that funny to me. It just sounds a bit like admin. Um, so they scrapped it and uh, yeah, straight into the, like, the good stuff. And, and season three is is incredible. Um, it's just a little bit more, guys. This is, is like episode one. Right. Meanwhile, Holly, the increasingly erratic Red Dwarf computer, performs a head sex change operation on himself. He bases his new face on Hilly, a female computer with whom he'd once fallen madly in love. Yeah. Those few minutes they were on screen together. And now the saga continues. And now the saga continues. Red Dwarf 3, the same generation, nearly. There's a, there's, there's a lot of big issues if you break that down <laughs> just just with the holly hilly stuff okay that's it's a bit like the danish girl isn't it the, yes the, the eddie redmayne film that's coming up is but it's a bit ad, added wrinkle that he wants to change him, his face into that of the woman he loves there's a lot going on there, there it, it's bizarre it's weird it's psychotic almost but I guess um, he, he's, he's neither male or female because he's, he's a computer, is he? So it's like Siri. You can change Siri to kind of anything you want and all your GPS, you can change that to any gender you like, I guess. Yeah, but Siri's not crashing on like 
Amazon or something. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in the future. I don't know. I was talking to a man called Siri recently. It's unrelated. Really? But but yeah, I really wanted to. Siri. I really wanted to make a joke about it, but it was John Voight's (laughs) manager. Oh wow, he must get it all the time. Yeah, I don't know. It's quite scary. Siri, I want to speak to John (laughs) Voight. You should do that. You should really do that. Um, Yeah, so that's the setup for this episode. Um, And yeah, because we have the like the kind of the theme music with with the electric guitars and all the bells and whistles. I like that. I like the theme music. It's it's a total change. I mean, we kind we kind of uh, all the previous fans were kind of used to the kind of like slow paced kind of. bottle episodes of seasons one and two the kind of muted tones um and just kind of the porridge kind of atmosphere where they're just kind of in in one room mostly just talking to each other and riffing off each other and this is just a complete departure um and at the time um i mean i love i loved this because it was like wow it's an action movie now but like now i'm older i kind of prefer the the more kind of muted episodes i find yeah I, i do no, I like the action. Do you? Right, yeah. okay. I love, yeah, me too. I, the, the polymorph episode. That's coming up, yeah. Yeah, the, the stuff. Well, I don't want to give any spoilers no. in case people are listening to it. Those ones, the action ones I always loved. And season three is full of action. It's three, a great four, season. five, yeah. Um, for polymorph, we've got Billy uh, from the subways coming in to do that episode. It's his favourite episode. That should be good. Um, Billy, if you listen to this, bring in an acoustic. Actually, I've got a guitar in the office. If we can do um, a subways version of uh, Tongue Tied, that, that would be great. Yes. We'll release that as an MP3. Um, okay, so Top yeah. Top of the chart. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of the episode properly starts with Cat uh, and Nista in their bunks, and they're doing the quite infamous conversation about the Flintstones, about their thoughts for um, Wilma Flintstone. Um, and uh, what were you going to say? I, I was going to say, um, who do you find sexier, Jed, Wilma or Betty? And, and Nick, you can answer this as well. Uh, to, for me, by far it's Betty. I think it's Betty. I, I'm not, I think Betty's a I'm lot. I'm confused also. about the Wilma. Yeah, thing. Wilma's a little bit uptight. She has that kind of like red bun hair, um, and she's always like nagging on 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 Fred. But but Betty, she seems a little bit more happy-go-lucky. I find. And Barney, Barney's a nice, like amiable guy as well. I'm trying to remember who played them in the movie, the live-action movie. Oh, with John Goodman and oh, Rick Moranis. See, 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 as, uh, see that's Daniela's friend, Rick Moranis. <laughs> Daniela's best mate. <laughs> but in the movie, it was different because um, Betty was played by oh, what's her name? Ro- Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. So that, that's destroyed the the kind of. Well, that one, yeah, course, that yeah. kind of. Who who was Wilma? Whoever it is is better than yeah. Rosie. Well, because Halle Berry wasn't that, so they they didn't need to get anyone hot in that. Those there, those movies. They always started with the worst puns. It was Spielrock, Stephen Spielrock. Yeah, it's like what? But that was that was the uh, that was the Flintstones in general, wasn't it? I was very punny. I was a Scooby Doo guy. Scooby Doo and the Jetsons. I like the Jetsons. So Daphne is my answer. Oh, Daphne. Though I'm I'm quite a big fan of Velma as well. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Looking back, Velma. I I think my taste (laughs) has completely changed in 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 the preceding years. but yes, and in this conversation that they have in this in their bunk, they this is part also forms the part of um, the Red Dwarf U.S. pilots, 
um, the very start of the US pilot, it has this very conversation, not played as well as um, Danny John Jules and, and uh, Craig Charles, I find. I thought Danny John Jules was really good in this oh, scene. Man. I the, thought, right, okay, a cat we can finally get behind. Season three, Cat yeah. is amazing. This is where he s- stops being a one dimensional character and, and is, starts having proper conversations. Yeah. He actually like talks to the other guys, yeah. interacts. Because I can't remember him ever really interacting with Rimmer in the first two no. seasons. And him and Lister seem like lads hanging out in this one where they yeah. never really had that dynamic before yeah. I guess cats are loners as animals right that's so maybe true. that's why they had him like wandering around the corridors yeah. all the time well I've got a really interesting theory about cat that I don't know if I should re- I should like explain this early in our podcast life because if it's true it is the biggest revelation of all time do it do it Jed no I need to do a bit more research okay, before okay. but when you hear it you will it will be like I, I don't know it's crazy. This changes theory everything. I've got. It, ch- it literally changes everything. Game changer. Okay, this is my theory. And I, <laughs> I thought of this when drunk one night, so it may not be true. Okay. But I was thinking, how many times does Cat talk to Crichton in the whole of Red Dwarf? Go on. And I was thinking, is it zero? <laughs> I think, does he actually ever have a conversation with Crichton in the whole of and Red w- Dwarf? And what's the implication of this? That, I don't know. Fight, either Fight one Club. It, yeah, that maybe someone's not real. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll have it, as Are you we go, they're the same person. <laughs> well, as we go along, as we go along the episodes, Daniela, we have to see if they ever interact like okay, properly. Okay, I'm gonna be, I'm looking out for it now because I've got a feeling they don't ever really interact. Okay, the Red Wolf fans and Red Wolf forum are just like, they're Jed, you absolute idiot. Now. They're going, what? <laughs> So that's my wow. theory. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, we need a minute silence just to, <laughs> just to digest that. Yeah, absorb it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, so after that conversation, we have um, Rimmer giving Crichton his driving test, which is kind of unusual. I don't know if he's totally qualified for that job. No, I don't think he's ever driven the spaceship. He's been a hologram. No. But he just likes annoying people and being a driving instructor gives you so much oh, potential yeah and he but wants to have the authority very over annoying people. did you guys have bad driving instructors i had really i had a really bad one a driving coach yeah who i got into his car and it was a pretty beat up car anyway and at some point during one of my lessons he stopped and said get out of the car i was like why he was like look what you've done to my car I'm like what are you talking about it's like look there's bumps and all over it i'm like this was we haven't crashed into anything this was here when uh, when I got in, um, well, yeah. So we we have uh, Rimmer giving instructions to Crichton on, on what to do. So he instructs. Uh, they get into the into. Do you remember what the spaceship's called that they're in, Daniela? It's not the Blue Midget. It's not Blue Midget. No, space bug. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Come on, Daniela. It's like the main ship. Starbug. Starbug. That's the Starbug one. Starbug one. Starbug one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I get there in the end. <laughs> and a bit later on at UT, there's going to be a test on this so <laughs> oh, um no. so yeah so we so they get into Star- <laughs> they get into starbug one um and uh rimmer tells Crichton, uh sorry rimmer tells yeah Crichton to open the car- uh, cargo bay doors and fly through um but instead he ejects rimmer from starbuck and how, he goes flying out. how can he do this if rimmer is a hologram very, very interesting. Um, later on in this series, this is where the the light bee comes into it, which um, they didn't have in the first two seasons. But in from this season on, inside Rimmer is what's called a light bee, which is a hologrammatic, a portable hologrammatic projection kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like the size of like your fist, basically, but and it floats inside him. Physical. It's like a lightsaber hilt. 
exactly yeah and it kind of like <laughs> that, floats that, around that, inside that him. That that you haven't seen star wars have you <laughs> no, really. but i guess um he has some type of physical presence which allows him to be ejected um and and yeah so he gets back into starbuck and, and obviously being rimmer he's is a bit knocked off but he, he kind of keeps it under control because he does that thing that um driving instructors do where they kind of control their contempt for you for being awful at, at what you're doing um and Crichton's like you're gonna fail me aren't you there's no no point in me going on and rim's like just just get on with it so they go through the cargo bay doors and obviously uh Crichton crashes into the hatch um and yeah and kind of damages starbug um and and they go along and they uh and rimmer actually at this point is wearing um the first time he starts wearing this unusual kind of costume, which is a lot different from his the uniform that you're wearing yeah, right now. Yeah, I was going to say, am I going to get a new shirt? You're going to have to get a new shirt. Not with the, s- the yeah. sex <laughs> shirt. Sex stains, isn't it? <laughs> what? Well, I we bought that hair. shirt off some guy on eBay whose girlfriend wanted to get rid of it for some reason. So I'm assuming that it was using some kind of like role play. <laughs> I've not With Nick, Nick edges away from <laughs> Red Dwarf role play. <laughs> yeah, wow. I think so. Wow. I'm sure he goes on a lot. I really don't think it does. I think Jed. it does at really? like the Rudolph conventions. Oh. Um, <laughs> we're going to have um, in a, a later episode. Someone's rubbed their Starbug on it. <laughs> oh. oh Jesus! <laughs> They're blue midget. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to have uh, one of the organisers of uh, the Red Dwarf conventions on a, on a later episode. Oh, cool. That should be good. Actually, we've got loads of cool guests coming in. We've got some amazing yeah, guests. Really cool. um, <laughs> and yeah, so he hits the car, go bay door, and he's obviously not a very good driver. Um, and actually, in later episodes of Red Dwarf, it's um, kind of cat does a lot of the driving, I find, because he has um, kind of a cat intuition. Yeah, quick reflexes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, so um, they go through uh, a space manual, and Rim is testing Crichton on signs that you might see in space. Um, and uh, they point, he points out one thing in the manual and uh, Crichton says, it's a time hole. And Holly backs him up saying, yeah, it's a time hole. And Rim's like, no, it's not a time hole. That's a time hole. And he points outside of the spaceship into the open space and there's a big swirly orange thing. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, yeah, and this time hole apparently is possibly caused by the Holly Hop drive from the last episode of season two, where, you know, they... They went through a parallel universe. Apparently, this was kind of the remnants of that, okay. because obviously it would be a bit of a coincidence for them to find Earth um, straight away through a random hole. But that's what they were trying to do in the previous episode. So, it's, this is kind of a yeah. Follow-on is the time hole a real kind of scientific thing? Is is, I'm sh- is there one in Interstellar? I, I guess so. Yeah, because he does spoilers again, but he does. Yeah, apologies uh, to anyone weird. who hasn't seen Interstellar. I mean, it's we're hard to spoiling that film for you. Well, he does go back in time, like like 20 years doesn't he yeah kind of just wondering if this got there first auto. this episode i think it does this was before everything mm. uh, stella would have been better if everything had gone back to someone <laughs> on the planet that would have been amazing yeah. <laughs> um and yeah so they go through they well they can't help it they get sucked into this time hole and and lo and behold this time hole leads them to earth um and uh, they but they crash into a lake um and uh, this lake seems to be on a on a planet that looks exactly like Earth. Um, and um, what we see then is them emerging from the from Starbuck, which has crashed, in a boat. It's lucky they had a boat on board, Starbuck, I thought. Really handy. Really handy. Uh, when they go to, to dry land, um, and on dry land, they kind of look around, and Crichton confirms um, that they are, yeah, they're indeed on Earth. Um, but... But but they don't find out straight away, do they? 
they kind of um, because Rimmer asks Holly exactly what, what time are they on Earth? Um, lunch time. Exactly, which is kind of a funny joke. Yeah, I like what that. What do you think of what do you think of Hilly so far? Oh, well, Hattie Hayridge so far uh, as Holly. Yeah, yeah, she's okay. I mean, I got used to the male. Norman Lovett? Yeah, so I, I'm, not, I'm, love not, it. I'm not big on, you know, you love it. Oh, love it, love it. Um, I'm not big on change. So <laughs> this whole episode, everything's changing it though. I, well, I don't mind some change, but I don't like it when they replace, like, you know, in Neighbours, yeah. when one of the characters left, uh, actors left, but they kept the character seats yeah. to bring another actor in. I, I never I never liked that. Margot Robbie for it was in Neighbours. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I would have I watched it if, if I knew she was in it. I, I think she was more in the mo- more recent yeah. episodes, I, I guess. My mum watches it, so you could ask her. Your mum's going to come on somewhere, isn't gonna she? Come yeah. On, yeah. That's going to be exciting. That w- yeah. yeah. I think everyone's going to be in the studio to watch that one. <laughs> Your dad's coming in with her, right? Yeah. Is he, yeah, awesome. yeah, sit in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's going to be like, det- like detention when, when they were called into school when you were in trouble. I'll be like, you know, Danielle's done all right, but she can she can improve. Must try hard. <laughs> there's a shot. There, there's some shots when they're sort of setting up. They're establishing the planet. There's some shots of cute animals. There's a shot of a rabbit rubbing yeah, its paws, yeah, and I thought yeah. you might have enjoyed that. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> I know her quite well. A lot of half this episode is set in a park. Did you realise? Yeah, I, yeah, and it's the same park that was used in earlier episodes. I think it looks. It kind of looks like the stuff that was in Better Than Life. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I wonder how they got that rabbit shot, whether they had to sort of work quite hard to get it. Or <laughs> yeah. just... it, lo- it looked like a stock shot. <laughs> it did actually look like a stock shot, yeah. Okay, that, make, w- that makes sense. Yeah, it looks like it was filmed on 60mm and this was filmed on like just VHS. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so um, they work out, they see a sign that says Nodnol, um, and obviously Chryson being clever, he... Uh, finds out well he realizes that Nodnall is London backwards. Did you, did you figure that out? Well yeah because they said it uh, they, as they showed Nodnall <laughs> they, they said it at the same time. Yeah but even though I guess it was a few seconds. There was a couple of seconds even though I knew this this was yeah. called backwards I still didn't get the, <laughs> until it was said it was like oh okay yeah. Did you watch this on on Netflix or did you watch it? Netflix. Yeah because on Netflix it starts off with uh, Straw Cab which is backwards backwards as the name of the episode. Yeah, and in brackets it puts backwards. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to, I'm not sure this is going to work, but I wanted to test you guys quickly. Okay, go I've for it. I've yeah. written a couple of words backwards on a sheet. Of awesome. Paper. I just want to see which of you... There's the bell if you want to use the bell if, if you get it if right. If you hold it up yeah. in that direction, I can see the reflection in the mirror <laughs> oh, and no, I'll no, be no, able no, to no, get it. No, 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 so it's basically first to okay. identify. Okay, so Nick's going to test us this episode, okay. right? Okay. I think this is pretty easy thinking about it. Okay. But, but first, first person to. Myself to against Daniela? Okay. Yes. Perfect. Okay, okay, let's do this. Let's go. First one. Smegheads. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one other. I don't know why I didn't do three. Okay. There's literally only one other. Okay. Okay. Um. Mr. Flibble. Ah. <laughs> awesome. I needed a third. Oh, I haven't thought this through. <laughs> it's a tie-break situation. Yeah. Quickly write one. Well, there's a test coming up later on, which um, maybe there's some similar aspects to it. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> so that was a draw, Daniel. That, w- that wasn't so yeah. bad. Yeah. No, well, we'll see you later on oh, if you get a high five. <laughs> it's a bit, to be a high it's, five. it's too early in the podcast for a high five. Left me hanging. <laughs> um, and yeah, so they... Red Dwarf fans won't be happy about that <laughs> I yet. know. Um, we've got some, um, and by the way, I've still got a cold, so if my voice is a bit croaky, um, aka sexy, then, then don't mind me. <laughs> um, and okay, so we got um, the fact that it's it not an auto, it's all backwards. Um, and then they see a truck coming towards them, 
backwards and they hail it. And it's really hard to figure out, <coughs> pardon me, how this works because they were facing away from the truck when the truck was kind of reversing up to them. So it's weird how... It's the mirrors probably saw them. Yeah, because I mean, in theory, you could, um, you could play this episode backwards and see it going forward and it wouldn't make any sense because it would mean that they were hailing a, a truck that was behind them. Mm. If, you, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, so um, they somehow managed to persuade the driver to let them jump on board. Oh, actually, a crate jumps up from the ground onto the onto the truck, further establishing the fact that they're on a backwards planet. And they convince the uh, driver to give them a, a lift to Nodnol. Um, and and that's, that's, that's what they do. And they travel and they walk along um, London streets and... Um, 80s London streets, late 80s, because the original air date for this episode was 14th of November 1989. Wow. So it was, it was, it was actually maybe only about six months after the end of season two. It's not I, too I long. was seven years and 12 days old. And you watched, did you watch this live? Uh, no, on VHS. Okay. Well, when did you watch it? Like in the, sometime in the 90s? It, it must, no, it must have only been a couple of years after because I think it was, I was about nine, eight or nine when I watched it. Okay. I always think of this this as a '90s show. That, that I didn't actually realise it was started in the 90s early. as well. Yeah, because I when I was watching it, I was kind of 13, 14. Yeah, and I was born in 1980, so that I would have only been nine at this point. So I can't have been watching it. Well, I think a lot of people discovered this on VHS. Yeah, which which kind of was early 90s up to the mid 90s. Kind of the first few seasons came out, yeah. and people exchanged VHSs, and it kind of got a second lease on life. Really. Um, so yeah, they're walking through the lunch. It's really good to see kind of the UK in the 80s. Sometimes, this is going to sound really sad, I look at YouTube videos of like, just people walking down streets like in the 80s. I think it's really cool to look at like... Why? Because like, <laughs> right, okay, this sounds sad, but like, isn't it cool, like you see a video and you see like Rumblows and <laughs> you see shops like that. Remember that? And like Spudgy Like... What's a Rumblow? Rumblows was a electronic shop that was like Dixon's. Okay. Do you remember, remember Rumbelow? No, I remember R Price. That's about as far back. Uh, yeah, R Price and Woolworths. Yeah, um, Woolworths, the fizzy lace, fizzy lances. <laughs> they were great. They were great. Oh, the pick and mix. Everything but was so expensive back then. You guys pointed out in an earlier episode yeah, that yeah. The, the, you'd have to you get four episodes on a VHS and it would cost you like almost three twenty quid. Ep- three episodes. Three episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's a rip off. And, <laughs> and they would they they would kind of like put the first three episodes at like a fourteen ninety nine, and the second feature would be a bit more expensive because they knew they already had you. Yeah. And you want and you needed to buy the second. I one. remember I was really into Mr Bean when I was quite young. Okay. And I yeah. would buy the VHS. It would be about fifteen pounds. You get two episodes of Mr Bean on it. <laughs> they really they padded out like. You just it's wait like for nine different VHS. So it's, it's funding Warren Atkinson's car collection. Yeah. yeah. Does, he, does he have a massive car collection? Yeah. yeah. Does he really? Wow. Yeah. Chris Barry has a massive car collection as well. It's from he, all he this sweet VHS cars. money. Yeah. It's uh, our price, sweet our price uh, cash. <laughs> um, yeah, so we get to see um, London, which is a. Uh, I'm really sad for, for loving. And uh, what we uh, get next is them going to a uh, cafe. This is one of the, the great memorable scenes of, of Red Dwarf, I find. They go to the cafe and they sit down and the first thing they see is a, a, a lady who's dressed kind of late 80s. She's actually dressed more early 80s in a leather jacket. Uh, quite, quite, quite a lot of makeup on Daniela. What do you, what do you say? I can't comment. She has a lot of makeup on her. Um, and uh, she's regurgitating a cup of tea um, and regurgitating a chocolate eclair. But if you I thought it was a hot dog. Was it an eclair? It was an eclair, wasn't it? Eclair. 
Was it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a hot dog. <laughs> hot dog. In it. <laughs> I'm vegetarian, so I don't see many hot dogs. I wrote down, she's having a cup of tea and a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) No, my my actual was spitting tea and hot dog out. Well, spitting's the right word, because have you seen how messy she is? Like, when she drinks the tea, when she drinks the tea backwards it's all coming off the ground and off the off her off her dress and off her, yeah. off her jacket she's, and she's a she's a mess of a woman uh, she has two uh teaspoons of sugar as well which is disgraceful <laughs> yeah i used to have two me too but you know i wean myself i know off. someone who has, who has six oh they're gonna die so young S- sorry six stop the podcast six six spe- spoonfuls six of sugar, spoonfuls of sugar yeah. how many how many cups of tea do they have a day like eight or something. Oh. That's I can't yeah. do maths, but that's a lot. <laughs> and they get so offended if you pull her up, pull her up on it as well. That's like a bag of sugar, like it one is. of those big bags of sugar a day. But it's less than a can of coke. You can't stir it. You can't. It's just full of sugar. There's no like well, yeah, liquid. You, you, you put um, hot water three quarters up, and then you just fill the rest okay. of sugar. Oh. It's kind of cool. But yeah, like in a, in a can of coke, it's like twelve um, teaspoons of sugar. I try it? not to think about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's regurgitating, and again, it's further em- emphasising the fact this world is backwards um and disgusting really from from my point of view um and this is one of the at the time this not only amazed me but this was the be all and end all of all tv ever seeing this on tv because I'd, I'd never seen anything like this before it's such no, a simple I, idea as well i still haven't yeah it's it's the it's no one's oh well, i've seen things go backwards in in, in films and stuff but no it's one's done it as good peaks, as this but not to yeah this is better than anything same. Twin Peaks has done mm. Twin Pe- David Lynch wishes he could do something <laughs> on the level of, of backwards <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see the new Twin Peaks like uh, the little little midget um, eating an eclair eating an eclair backwards <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to watch that that would be just great. an episode of it is just after all the hype the first <laughs> episode is just that guy eating stuff that backwards would, yeah it, that would be in, in the red room they just pan to the left and it's that cafe from Red Dwarf amazing <laughs> happens at the same Cross time the red episode. diner yeah oh that's amazing oh what amazing well, there's like red curtains and stuff that'd be perfect eating a hot dog and uh, a cup of tea a crossover episode would be amazing actually I mean it's yeah. set in the kind of same time period well Originally, it wouldn't make Twin Peaks any weirder if, it if, really if a spaceship yeah. landed and these right. guys came out. T- totally normal. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got um, all that crazy stuff happening, and the the woman, that crazy woman, turns to Rimmer and she spouts off something backwards to him, and he replies with the immortal line "flubber dob blib blob blib," <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. And if you go on the Red Dwarf forums, it, that gets mentioned quite a lot. Oh, really? when, when someone posts something. So, uh, like that doesn't make any sense. People reply flubber dob blib blob blib, which is kind of cool and geeky. Um, and yeah, and this is when we get Chrysin appearing in a disguise. And do you remember what disguise he? <laughs> well, <is? laughs> who did you think it was? I thought it was Prince Charles dressed <laughs> up as Darth Vader. <laughs> I, I can understand the Darth Vader thing because he's wearing a black coat. But like Prince I Charles. I was watching this morning. I said to Nick, "Why is Prince? Why is someone dressed up as Prince Charles wearing Darth Vader?" It was amazing. Vader? It was amazing. Did you realise it was Chrysin though? No. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> did you not? Oh, further down the rabbit hole of, of Daniela's brain <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah it's weird though why which I mean Prince Charles makes more sense than Ronald Reagan it, it does uh, the only thing I can suggest very is very 80 but again they beat point break to it uh, they, you know oh, that's this true is ahead of yeah. everything oh, wow so yeah, I wonder if, I wonder if you know, this. yeah, Patrick Swayze was watching the uh, Red Dwarf. <laughs> yeah. um, but the uh, the reason why I think they did this was because um, kind of just before this, um, maybe at the same time, Chris Barry was in Spitting Image. Um, 
uh, which is I've never seen Spitting Image. Oh, it was awesome. It's, so it's basically an impression show, the 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 impression show, and Chris Barry, he did a number of great impressions, and I believe one of them was Ronald Reagan. So maybe it was a kind of a nod to that, possibly. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, he's he's dressed as Ronald Reagan um, as Darth Vader. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's very, it's it's weird. I mean, it's a bit <laughs> Halloween, isn't it? It's yes. you can imagine that you know Crichton going wrong and, and just murdering That's people. Wearing that. Well, I, I think in um, and if you want to come as well, we should go to the um, Red Wolf convention next year, and I want to dress as uh, Ronald Reagan, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Are you amazing? And you're going to go as Prince Charles <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a hot dog. Uh, Hi guys. I'm going to blue midget. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so um quite an episode. and this is his way of trying to kind of um be in disguise and try and, and uh become more more like humans he thinks that other humans won't be able to recognize him if he's got this outrageous get up on but obviously he's sorely mistaken and uh they sit down um uh, he sits down at the table and the is waitress that what, is that why he dressed up so they wouldn't realize he was a robot yeah, okay. <laughs> that's what happens. Did you watch this episode, Daniela? I did. I did. Yeah. What did you, what, what did you what? think he was doing in the, in the outfit? I thought it was just exciting because he was on Earth. <laughs> he thought, okay, okay, don't forget, this is the first time we've seen Crichton, so maybe he's going to change his whole personality. <laughs> I guess it's early days for the character, so you're still figuring him out. I mean, yeah. maybe if it was the first episode you saw, you might... Yeah, I guess I do. No, but I, I mean, I thought this this morning when I watched... <laughs> Daniel was crying. <laughs> did, you think, did you think when he came on screen, oh, this guy's a bit of a wild card. <laughs> what's he, what's he going to do next? <laughs> did you think that Robert Llewellyn's version of Crichton was a little bit, like, well, different? We, we had sex worker Crichton, sex worker so Christ. I was like, well, yeah, he's really... Fancy dress. He's on Earth now. There are fancy dress shops available. <laughs> That's true. That is but true. He's, he's he's made an option to you know <laughs> get dressed up. How many beers have you had, Daniel? Oh, it's just just the one. one. <laughs> you can have another one if you want. Um, and yes, one of two point eight percent. I'm drinking a pint of Bailey's. It's um. Yeah, going down real well. Um, so yeah, we've uh, so they sit down and then we see the waitress come up to them and pour a box full of rubbish onto their table. Um, Obviously, because in 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 a normal forward earth, it, she'd be cleaning up, and this is the opposite of cleaning up, messing up a table. Um, and uh, that's what they do in Peckham, by the way. <laughs> yes. Did you hear about? Uh, did you listen to the last episode? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I used to live in Peckham Rye, yeah. so there's a slight difference. Peckham Rye is awesome. Yeah, um, it's not. I mean, I, I love it. I love it. I I, I kind of. How long I'm, ago did you did you? This was two years ago. Okay. But yeah, I, I mean, I was once on my way to the station on my way to work in the morning okay. and a guy, I passed a guy pushing a shopping trolley down the road with uh, a goat's head. <laughs> like wow. just literally a goat's head. This why Jed likes it. No, but that's because... It's like Game of Thrones. That's because it's that's a kind of a Jamaican delicacy. That's why. They sell sea snakes in the uh, sea snakes in the delis. And snails and things like that. No. They have, they have giant snails there. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird. I, I lived in a, a kind of like it was sort of a penthouse at the top of a top of a building, and there were crows, like hundreds of crows, would just wow. come and sit and look through the window at us. Birdemic, really birdemic. <laughs> yeah, a, a real birdemic in Peckham. That's where the, that's where the next birdemic should be in Peckham. Um, <laughs> have you seen Super Bob? I haven't yet. No, you guys were talking I, about I've that last week. I've seen it now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. I heard it's really good. It's really, okay. really good. And and um, Holly Hattie Hayridge is in it for about one second. Okay. Um, she shouts something in the, in the distance. She's just a blur, really. Um, and that's her. It's like, wow. 
<coughs> she needs to get a new agent, really. Um, so we have uh, them in the cafe, and uh, they're reading a newspaper. Can you hear my voice? It's gone really husky. Yeah. I'm so Mariella frustrated right now. Yeah, so they're reading a newspaper, and it's a newspaper of the day. And this newspaper um, has stories uh, such as three brought to life in a bank raid, because everything's backwards here. So what happens in a bank raid on a, on a backwards earth is uh, a robber comes in, he sucks the bullets out of his victims, brings them back to life, um, and he forces the cashiers to, to take money. I like that. It's great. Yeah, I'm up for that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really good. Um, are you going to say something, Nick? Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense, does it, this episode? I mean, it's like... <laughs> what would you mean? Because <laughs> in, in some way... It, it will bend, it'll sort of twist your brain into knots trying to work it out. Yeah, but it's it, not just the normal world backwards. It's, it's not. It's, if you think about it too hard, it really will like mess you up. Because I don't think there would be pubs in a world where you had to... I don't know, it's just... Uh, it's yeah. It's, it's and very would you strange. spend all day in them, and they would close at night? Going to a pub in this world is is vomiting up stuff into a glass, and then being given some money for it. And it's and also like you wouldn't just hang out there. Go into the to the toilets in the pub and 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 getting all the liquid back inside you as well. Well, the toilet scene comes later. That comes a bit later, it? yeah. Um, <laughs> we also have an advert in that news, same newspaper for an a roll off deodorant. So they must do they go around all stinking? I don't know. It's yeah, is, is being smelly a good thing in this in this world? Because you you pay money to yeah. to get smellier. Yeah, I guess so. But the longer you leave it, the fresher you'll smell as well. Really? Yeah, because obviously now, if you, if you don't put on deodorant, you'll just start to stink. But why would anyone have a shower or wash in this world when it would make you smellier to do it? Yeah, I don't <laughs> it's know. just when you start pulling that thread. Yeah. I mean, it's a great episode, but it is nonsensical. There is a lot of logic that just isn't logical. Um, yeah, and, and during this scene, uh, while they're discuss- discussing the fact that they need to get, they think they're stuck there because Starbucks crashed onto the onto the uh, into the lake. So they figure out they probably need some j- uh, jobs to kind of get by. And while they're discussing this, that same woman with the leather jacket in the background, she's the worst extra of all time. She's staring directly at camera. Oh, I didn't. The entire that. time, directly at camera, and and she's almost like she's like reading their lines like off an auto cue. It's, it's really distracting. Um, and um, yeah and then Crichton finds an advert which they eventually will take up for a novelty act and uh, Rima asks what can they do in this world that's novelty and Crichton says everything which is kind of cool what uh, would you be your novelty act if you had to <sighs> novelty act I don't something. know well, I used to work in a circus so yeah. really yeah. yeah I used to work for Cirque du Soleil yeah <laughs> I did, yeah. I wasn't one of the acts. I was like a supervisor there. This is when I was at uni. Yeah. Um, but I did get to hang out with all the, the weird acts and stuff. And what was your what was your thing? No, I, d- I didn't. I didn't do. Oh right, okay. I was I was, I was literally like just supervising, um, like the merch. I had an image of you on a trapeze. Sorry. <laughs> no, I wish. No, they did teach me to juggle. I didn't know how to juggle before that. And they taught me how to juggle. But um, can you it, juggle with fire? I probably could. Yeah. It, I, I think I can, I can pretty much juggle with anything. I think. But I got to watch the show Hand twice extended. a day. extended. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> got to watch the show twice a day. This was one time, um, not to get into circus stories, but it was, we all got drunk one night and, and everyone was still really hung over the next day. And these stunts are dangerous. So the, so the artists were doing their stunts and they were all messing up. And there's this guy that has, is in this big hamster cage and he rolls around um, and he got his fingers caught um, in, in, the, in the cage when it was rolling around and it just it like crushed all of his fingers. Oh. It was crazy. But also, weird, another finger story through the circus is my boss, I was there for like six months, and my boss, I only realised when I left, he didn't have any fingers. And I only realised when I left. 
How did you not notice? I have no idea. He was really good at like, he was always holding stuff. That's why. And that's the trick. If you haven't got any fingers, just hold stuff all the time. How was he holding stuff? Just, I guess, to block out his oh. fingers. Did he wear gloves? Like no. black gloves or anything? The thing is with him, he's literally, I think he's the, the most attractive looking guy I've ever seen in my life, which distracted everyone from looking at his fingers. Oh, wow. He was, he was, like, a, he was like a superstar, like, but he had no fingers. How, did you ask how he lost them? I'm guessing he got drunk and went into the hamster cage type thing. I was going <laughs> to say, I want to hear the story behind that. Wow. He was very popular with the ladies, though, but... Um, <laughs> I, guess not, oh, I guess up to yeah. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't really understand what that was. Going. No, I don't understand. Funny, you mean he can't hold flowers to give to? <laughs> that's them. true. Yeah. Um, that that's that's the best thing I've ever done though, working the circus. But anyway. that's much better than anything I've ever done. So it's <laughs> a good story. That's awesome. What's the weirdest thing you've done for Empire Magazine so far? The weirdest. Weirdest thing. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, the weirdest. The weirdest thing. I don't know. There've probably been quite a few. Uh, so you've put together. You, you've tried to put together some, some, some old kind of colleagues from from films, right? Yeah, I've done. A, I've done a few reunions. We did the Goonies and the Three Amigos. Yeah. Uh, just trying to think of the weirdest. Uh, I'm sure there have been some. But yeah. I can't really did you meet Chevy Chase? Yeah. Yeah. Was he, he was, an absolute smokehead? Uh, he was interesting. I can't say everything that he got up to on, on air. Well, I can tell you afterwards. I, I know a lot of stories about him, and yeah. he's an awful human being, really. Well, I, I love him, like for his comedy. I think he's one of the funniest guys ever in his early stuff. But yeah, no, he's not. So, he's not. He was. So yeah, he was. He was there, but he was a bit. He looked a bit bewildered. He was walking around in his pants. Wow. Um, so I actually interviewed him. He's just wearing his pants. Wow. <laughs> but Steve Martin and Martin Short in their suits. There, there weren't any photos of that. But I'll, I'll tell you the other stuff afterwards. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, For our Chevy Chase podcast. Uh, yeah, I love Chevy Chase. Though. I, he's, he's amazing. Oh, I love him. I, I uh, Yeah, I got dressed up. I got properly made up as a zombie, mm-hmm. which is quite Halloween-y. So we did a photo shoot with Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and yeah. it was kind of to celebrate all their movies. All hacks so we shot them in a pub. <laughs> what did you say? Hacks. Oh, okay. You're not a fan. Um, uh, I think uh, I think Edgar Wright has done some good stuff. Uh, I think. Um... Yeah, and no, I got properly ba- made up by the makeup artist who did Prometheus, okay. and he made me into a zombie. And wow. it was it was quite it was the first time I ever put contact lenses in. Wow, so that okay. was that was quite scary. It took about an hour for them to get put in because mm-hmm. I kept freaking out. Um, so that was cool. Was that for a Prometheus kind of feature? Or? No, it's for uh, <laughs> just for fun. No, it's for the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, we, oh, right, we shot okay. those guys in a pub. So I was a Shaun of the Dead zombie bartender. Right. Okay. I hate Shaun of the Dead. I hate Hot Fuzz. And that. Um, <laughs> How can you hate Hot Fuzz? I think it's. I don't think it's very funny. It's I think brilliant. it's. And the the end of the world one is oh, no, that's so awful. bad. That's I'm not really a fan. Bad. I'm not a fan of the world's end, but the. Uh, uh, but and I, but I love Hot Fuzz. I love yeah. Timothy Dalton as uh, an evil supermarket oh, manager. Know. I'm not feeling that. I mean, I love space. I think space is is, is brilliant. But I just, yeah. I just don't really like any of the films he's he's done. Um, and I think Simon Pegg is he ruins everything he's in. I think. Like in in the Mission Impossible fi- in the Mission Impossible films. Oh, he's great in that. No, he ruins it. He ruins the the entire. It's, it's like a tra- trajectory of 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 um, no. kind of like tone, and he just ruins it. Every I'm time. not a massive fan of Simon Pegg, but I think he's really good in. The Jed, Mission you're Impossible you're the reason films. he's off Twitter. He left Twitter because <laughs> people were being mean to him. I'm probably going to cut this, you. this stuff out anyway. Yeah. Okay. I just I just don't like him. So what, what's the weirdest thing? Yeah. So what's the or the weirdest thing or any supernatural stories? Supernatural mm. stories. Yeah. What's your ghost story, Nick? It's pretty chilling. 
Okay. If you're ready, but... well, this is a Halloween special, so yeah. Well, I uh, so, so your 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 um your ancestors will will be proud of you for. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was in Boston not too long ago, and mm-hmm. I was staying in a hotel, and the hotel is very famously haunted. It's it's the most haunted hotel in the world, in fact. But I didn't okay. know this at the time, right? And in fact, it's the hotel, the Stephen King uh, short story. The 1408. Yeah, yeah, the um, um, John Cusack film. Got turned into a John Cusack film. So that's the hotel that Stephen King stayed in and basically had some weird experiences and he wrote that story. So I didn't know that at the time at all. Were you in 1407? Which also gets haunted as well in that film. I wasn't on that floor. But yeah, it's the the 14th floor that's most haunted, but I wasn't on that floor. But yeah, I checked in and I had a shower. I was about to go out and someone, there was a knock on the door. So I went to the door. And there was an old man standing there with uh, a piece of pie on a plate. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. uh, just standing there and he, he said, hello, sir. <laughs> and, uh, Is he Scottish? <laughs> no. And uh, he said, would, would you like some pie, sir? <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, that sounds nice. Oh, so I kind of thought, oh, it's a it's a tradition that they have in the hotel to give everyone. Did, you open, it, well, well, did, you, did you open the door straight away or did you like, speak to him through the door? No, I opened the door right, okay. and he was standing there. What does he look like? Well, uh, I can't really remember like an old man. now. Just, just shape. Like an old, <laughs> shape like an old man. Um, but anyway, so I didn't really think anything of it. I went, oh, thank you very much. So I ate the pie and then I went out. And yeah. then I started asking other people because I was there with a group. Yeah. Oh, have you... Uh, did you get a pie from an old man? <laughs> and everyone sort of started laughing at me and saying, no, no, we haven't seen an old man. Like, we haven't got a pie. So I thought, well, that's a bit weird. So I went and, and asked at reception, is this a thing that you guys do? And they said, no, no we, would, we would never do that. <laughs> so yeah, it was ghost pie. That, that's weird. <laughs> did, 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 so did you take the pie or did you say, no, thanks? No, I, I ate it. And I figured, oh, I figured wow. that it was no zero calories because it was a ghost pie. So <laughs> <laughs> I went out and had more pie later on. Did you ever see that guy again? No, no, no. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm almost certain it was ghost pie. That's amazing. That's crazy. My, my, uh, well, I've got a chameleon super. The thing is, like, I don't believe in ghosts, which is, and you, you'd think I would, because I, I like all like supernatural stuff, but I don't believe in ghosts. But some spooky things have happened to me. This one time, I was on a bus. Um, I was like, upstairs on a double decker. You know, they've got those cameras in some of the buses with the screen, so you can I see. Don't know, I don't go on buses. <laughs> 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 Miss train over there. Um, but on buses, sometimes they have a camera um, with, with a screen. So even you and the driver can see what's happening on the oh, top really? deck, what's happening on the bottom deck. Okay. And it kind of flicks between top deck and, and bottom deck. That's a great idea for a horror movie, just just bus cam. Well, this is or you can see something happening below and you're trapped and like some serial killer. Oh, that's good. That's I want to really use that. Idea. But this time, so I was sitting next to my friend and we were both... Uh, looking up at the screen, just commenting on that's weird, they've got a screen. And then we were all alone at, uh, at the top of uh, the bus. Besides, in the screen, we could see there's a Chinese woman sitting at the back of the uh, of the bus. And it got to a stop, and we saw her w- on the screen, walking towards the stairs, so behind us. Um, and we, we were both looking at her on the screen. When we were, didn't say anything, we were just looking at her. And then she got to the top of the stairs, and she disappeared. And then we looked behind us, and she wasn't there, right? And we didn't say anything to each other. And we got off the bus a couple of stops later and we were like, well, I said, did you see that? And he was like, the Chinese woman, yeah. And it was weird. That's really creepy. Wow, that's a good story. Yeah, it was just, it was really bizarre. But um, So there was no way for her to get off the bus behind you? She wouldn't behind, think, she didn't go downstairs. Back, it was no, yeah. it was very strange. But again, I don't believe in ghosts, so 
it was something I don't know. Maybe it was a recording or something. I have no idea. We had a thing in our school. I, I never. It was school stories. Daniel, you gonna let him get away with this? <laughs> it's his first one. Okay. He gets free. Yeah, because there was there was a day of the year that was known as Burke's Day because there was a pupil, a student called Burke, okay. who had apparently fallen down some stairs and got impaled on a meat hook. Wow! Um, and died. And so, yeah, it, there was a cemetery just outside the school, and uh, on Burke's night. If you were new in the first year, you had Wait, to, you you had to go and touch the tombstone. So a little place called Moncton Coombe outside Bath. Okay. That reminds me of the story. Sorry, how did you feel? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't going anywhere. Really. So, so apparently, so a kid called Burke fell down some steps onto a meat hook. Onto a meat hook. In your yeah. school, you had meat hooks. No, no, it was they used to. This was like way back, but there was a whole there was a whole area that there was a sort of underground bit that was like the kitchen places. Okay. Apparently, there were meat hooks wow. and stuff. That's kind of similar. Well, just because my story exactly leads off from, from where you are. When I was in school, sorry, Daniel, I'm going to tell the school story. Primary <laughs> school, I used to, when I was in junior one, which is the f- first year of juniors, I used to do uh, supernatural tours for the infants of, 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 of my <laughs> school. So like at lunchtimes, um, it used to meet, like, because there was the infant playground and the junior playground. And I used to tell the infants, right, meet me at, at, the, at the junction. Did you charge for it? No, no, they just okay. thought it was really cool. Okay. So like it would be like about six like infants like every time, and I'd be like right okay, if you get scared like I'm really sorry but this is going to be a scary time. So I would take them around the school and tell them where all the demons were in the school and all the vampires and where people died in the school. Right. So I was doing this for ages like, and then there there was one place in the school it was because um, it was a Catholic school and we had a church connected to it and behind the church there was a kind of like a broken down toilet that no one ever used. It was kind of boarded off. And I told these infants that behind that, they had to close it off because a girl hung herself um, um, on the on the, on the the toilet uh, chain. Um, so they would, they would get scared and I would, I would be laughing to myself. And um, I do this all the time. But then I started seeing the shape of a girl in the window of the cl- of my classroom. When I was in the playground, you could look up the classroom and I'd always see the shape of a girl staring out out asked me in the playground all the time even though like, everyone was in the playground um, yeah and but you still don't believe in ghosts no there, 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 was, there must be some explanation but I just always thought that was really weird but yeah um, I had a story also where um, we had these stairs leading down the playground um, uh, into the boiler room and I would say that, that that's where the, the, the grey lady lives and if you the go down those lady. if you go down those stairs she'll ask you a question she'll ask you do you have any food and if you don't, she'll eat you and she'll lick your bones dry in the morning. They'll find your dry bones at the bottom of the stairs. So yeah, so, yeah. So there was one stage in my primary school where everyone carried around an apple. What? <laughs> Just in case? Just in case, yeah. Wow. Oh, I've, wow. Got, I've got a university story that's pretty cool. Okay, cool. Um, it's, this, is, this is actually a true, true story. As opposed to our ones. Well, <laughs> well licking bones dry. Um, so my university is, well, it was is a bit fancy. I'm just going to get some more smoke from the smoke machine. Okay, do it for effect. Um, And we had a picture gallery. And in this picture gallery, there was a painting, a very famous painting. I'm not sure what it's called, but it depicted a um, polar bear Mm -hmm. being hunted. In your school? In the university. Oh, in the university, So so it's it's, it's a very famous picture gallery. So they've got the princess in the tower in there. And basically, they sell one painting a year. And it's enough to fund the whole university. Wow. Wow, really? Yeah. How much do they sell for? Oh, millions. Tens of millions? Holy moly. So this picture of the polar bear um, 
in the in the um the painting hall yeah um uh, during exam time it's used to to have students in there doing exams and okay. one year a student um was staring at the polar bear painting and it drove him so mad <laughs> like insane okay he stuck two pencils into his eyes this is like your uni my, yeah in my university his eyes and some and what? after this happened it was rumored that the, the because of the the painting had driven him insane and made him do this that from then on um whenever we had exams and i had exams in the painting hall, they had to cover the painting so we wouldn't be driven insane wow. by this painting that's like the best ghostbusters film ghostbusters 2 yeah yeah wow it's yeah. a vigo the the painting yeah, I was just reading. There's a there's a really good article online at the moment that everyone's sending around. Mm, yeah, I've seen read, it. Yeah, yeah. About yeah. that guy. And that yeah. guy was in um, um, Die Hard. When we saw him in something else the other day. Yeah, we just saw we just saw something else. What was it? Uh, um, got John Carpenter's. Um, Vampires. No. Um, a solemn prison. Oh, uh, yeah, no. In the mouth in the mouth of madness. madness. We just oh, watched okay. that on the weekend. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's in that. I was trying to. Who remember was he in that? Sam he's he's um, some guy that in the, in the town that. Um, Sam Neil goes to a creepy town that yep. does only exists in the pages of this book. Yeah. But it's, it's become real, and Vigo is um, yeah sitting in a he's in a bar, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, his son's been taken, and he, he he's not, he's not crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. But then he. But yeah, in, intense chap. But that's a scary. That could be a movie, The Polar Bear, that drives yeah. you insane. That's, that's, I should take you to. That's uh, great. See it. It, what, is there, is it online? Can I see a picture of this polar bear thing? Yeah, yeah, I'll find a picture of it. Okay. Polar bears are quite sinister because they're they're the most intelligent bears. We'll put the picture up on the. Uh, we'll put the picture up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it drive. What if it drives everyone insane? No, I think it's, it's only fun. if you actually see the painting. In in reality. Yeah. So did someone buy that painting then? No, no. It's, in it's still in the it's school. Still You'd in think they would kind of move it somewhere else or like put it in a basement or something. Wow. That's that's crazy. So what, so what happened to the kid with the with the yeah. pens in his eyes? Yeah, it's loads of articles. Are you going to show me this picture now? There's loads of articles about it on Google, like the BBC have done an okay. article. Have you got top 10 haunted universities. It's and then it cuts to Kat and Lister, who've been looking for Rimmer and Crichton for three weeks now. Three weeks have elapsed, and they're on Starbuck 2. I don't think Starbuck 2 is like ever really mentioned again. But the fact that Starbuck 1 is now out of order, Starbuck 2 is actually the Starbuck that, that, that they use for the rest of uh, Red Dwarf. Okay. So I don't think people realise that. They're not actually in the original Starbuck. Oh, no, I hadn't thought about it. Well, think about it, Daniel. This is this this is a Smegheads podcast. We are the number one Red Dwarf podcast Woo. on the internet. We need to know these things. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, we don't think we're not the authority on Red Dwarf. No, by, no way do I ever claim stretch. to be. Um, just by the other other Red Dwarf podcasts, there, there are some great ones out there. If you do want the authority on Red Dwarf podcast, listen to Dwarfcast. Um, it's almost like an official Red Dwarf podcast. It's d- done by the people who know their stuff. They yeah, run. They, they wouldn't have me on as a guest. They wouldn't have any of us on a guest. <laughs> uh, they run a great uh, website called Ganymedes and Titan, which is probably better than the official site in terms of um, the amount of information they have, and and also part of the same people that run the conventions and stuff. And uh, Dwarfcast is the podcast. If you want proper Red Dwarf information, if you want a Red Dwarf podcast um, in the vein of going live or live and kicking, that that's what you've got here. We're your guys. <laughs> We're your guys. We're basically cartoons, aren't we? <laughs> um, okay, so um, Kat and Nista are trying to find their their crew, and they're having they're having trouble. 
because um, they've been looking for three weeks. And uh, then they see the orange swirly thing in space. Uh, and Kat's a bit angry because he's, he knows that his particular suit won't go with that orange swirly thing. It's, it's a, but he's it's just a wearing common. black, isn't he, though? So yeah, orange doesn't really go with anything. Halloween, orange and black is, is standard. Okay. Okay, pumpkin style. Exactly. Um, and yeah, so they realise that uh, they, they actually know their stuff and they go through the time hole. Um, and uh, they put the cloak on Starbug so it's an invisible. And this is obviously a, a budget constraints thing. They couldn't really have Starbug landing on Earth. So an invisible ship lands in a very similar place to where uh, Rimmer and Christ landed. Um, and as they exit, Lister realises... Uh, straight away that his ribs are cracked and his eyes his eyes bruised mm, yeah did you realize at this point what had happened did no, you think I, I, had hadn't, bad... I hadn't realized until this second right now actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was you with her when she watched this episode i was kind of half asleep to be honest <laughs> but i think i was still figuring no, yeah. it out a bit better no i think you 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 watched the first bit and then you went off to work oh yeah no i wasn't around for this bit <laughs> well like the um this is kind of a major kind of plot point because it kind of gives you a clue to, to what happens later. Yeah, it's all it's falls genius. into place now after you've said it, but I hadn't, hadn't thought about it. But he's not, uh, yeah, he's not wet though. He should be no, wet. No, he should be wet, yeah. That is very, very, very... Mm, clever. Yeah, he should be wet. But maybe he is, he just doesn't mention it. Mm. Um, I'm I, I actually going back and just see if he is wet. So uh, they realise, Lister realises that they are home. They're back on Earth and... Um, Lister has a homing device that can find their flight recorder. So that's how they're going to track them. Um, and uh, the flight recorder tracks them to uh, the lake where the Starbug one crashed. And it's underwater, obviously. So we see Lister emerging from the lake. Um, and he says to, to the cat that they're not there. And he's dry as a bone because obviously they are backwards so but yeah you're right nick he should have been wet to start with and when he went into the water it should have dried him off yeah i don't want to be one of those annoying continuity nerds who goes on imdb and like yeah. goes on air. but, but I, I holding think, a pen in his left hand i think <laughs> i think he was actually he could have been wet maybe we just didn't notice i did it. kind of notice that he wasn't though <laughs> but yeah, maybe maybe it's hard to tell because he's got a hat on so yeah and he has head. a he has a leather. leather jacket yeah yes. this is the first time he they kind of wear the standard thing he wears for the rest of red dwarf he wears that kind of biker's jacket that's pretty cool and um we see uh yeah so he emerges from the water and they, they realize that they must have gone out into the world somewhere but then they also see uh posters for the sensational reverse brothers um and uh obviously on on that poster they see uh Crichton and Rimmer on it on there um and the letters on the poster are backwards as well but they still haven't figured out exactly what's going on and they think they're in bulgaria but it's kind of weird um the fact that these posters it looks like they were in a forest and these posters are on every single tree in that forest and i don't know about novelty acts that you guys have seen but you see in the middle of a forest you wouldn't really see posters on there's every tree there's not really leafleting going on is there it's a bit strange. Mm. It's a little bit strange. Um, yeah, and so they uh, realise that they this is what their friends are up to, the rest of their crew are up to. Um, and then they see the same Nodnol sign that uh, Christ and Rimmer saw previously. Um, yeah, and they and this is like Nodnol, Nodnol, Bulgaria. Yeah. 
and they think they're in <laughs> Bulgaria. Obviously. And is they, this racist? I was trying to I figure think it out. it's very slightly racist. I mean, this was, this was late 80s, and anything kind of goes. Um, I think you could pretty much say anything. Um, but actually, Red Dwarf is one of the, the few series with two black leads. Good point. You've got Cat and you've got Lister. It's ahead of its time. You never saw any other TV show in the 80s with black leads, really. Uh, yes, Lenny Henry. Besides, I mean, Lenny Henry's a, f- a force unto himself. and But, <laughs> yeah, like a, like a major like sci-fi comedy show. You never yeah, really no, saw... Yeah, true, true. Whatever happened to Lenny Henry? He only comes out like, every year for comic relief. He does all the premiere relief. nerds. Oh, that's true, yeah. He, lo- he locked... Le- yeah, I've got a story about Lenny Henry. He locked me it. in a, the upstairs of a pub once. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I went... Uh, yeah, my friend Steve... You, you know Steve. Um, yeah, yeah, I do know Steve. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he noticed... This was about five years ago. He, he, he noticed that Lenny Henry was uh, trying out some new material in this pub in Soho. <laughs> okay. And so we thought we'd go along. It was at lunchtime during the week. Right. And so we went along and it started late and it got to two o'clock... And uh, he was doing it. He was doing his routine, and then some people needed to leave to get back to their office. And Lenny Henry took offence at this. <laughs> they were leaving during his set, right. and so he locked the door and he wouldn't let them leave. That's so we were all trapped. In, yeah, we were all trapped in a room with Lenny Henry, having to listen to him tell jokes. <laughs> it was Chilling. like intimidation game. That's crazy. Yeah. So what we uh, see next is yeah. So they think Selim, which is obviously miles backwards, uh, is Bulgarian for kilometres. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and Kat says, oh, he's really happy that he's with Lister um, as he's really smart. They're the smart party. Yeah, and this will say, we are the smart party. And then it's my favourite scene Go for the it, whole Daniela. episode you where do they it. rap. Go on, okay, you can do the rap. Can, can someone give me a beat? <laughs> I didn't come here looking for trouble. I just came to do the Red Door Shuffle. You're smart. Yes. <laughs> Nick's looking in horror at me right now. <laughs> I think Where did Eminem come from? I think this is why we're in the top 10 of most listened to TV and film podcasts ever. <laughs> um, that was some good rapping. Um, but um, later on in the quiz, I'm going to be asking you about that rap. Ooh. I've got, yeah, so so but the, the quiz is going to be awesome actually i mean it was quite um hastily put together <laughs> like within minute. five minutes Sorry. but it's a pretty good quiz <laughs> yeah so they, they think they've got it got it down they realize what this place is is they're in bulgaria they're on earth but in bulgaria and their friends are um kind of seem to be kind of like novelty superstars um and yeah they uh, steal a tandem bike from a couple sunbathing and this couple are sunbathing in the re- the bleakest park of all time. And it's a bit grey. It's overcast. <laughs> They're in the middle of nowhere. And um, and yeah, I mean, pretty much every scene that's meant to be sunny in Red Dwarf is really overcast and bleak and depressing. But that's kind of how England was in the late 80s, I feel. It's what it's like now. I, don't, well, I think it's, it's more sunnier in it, like yeah. now in the 21st mm. century. Bleak in the ladies and nice. Thatcher's Britain just made the weather just <laughs> miserable. Stole our milk and our weather. Um, she can keep the milk. I don't, hang on, you don't like eggs and milk? No. But you like Bailey's, right? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> Nick, she, she's just a contradiction on legs. She's quite fussy. She doesn't even like cottage cheese. <laughs> no one likes cottage cheese. Apart from you. I had some cottage cheese yesterday. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's not just me, because I was starting I to think it was just me. I had some cottage cheese yesterday and it was great. It what is great. Ha- what did you have it with, Jed? There's this really cool place in Tooting. And I know South London is like the mecca of, of cool things at the moment. It's a place called Chutney and Dosa. And it's 
if you, if you look on like Google and Yelp and stuff, it is really highly rated, but it's really hidden away because it's in Tutin. But they have the most amazing Indian food in the UK, I would say. It is amazing. Chutney and dosa. Is, every, every spoonful I eat, I'm like, this is incredible. So where does the cottage cheese come into? Oh, they, they have a cottage cheese dish as one of their kind yeah. of starters. Can you, can you settle an issue for us? Go for it's it. It's been of much, uh, <laughs> a topic of much debate. Okay. Is it weird to have cottage cheese with super noodles? Well, I do some weird things with super hang noodles. Hang on, hang on. Is it weird to have super noodles, baked beans and cottage cheese mixed together? No, because I do something just as just as weird as that. Yeah. I, I pour milk into super noodles while I'm cooking it. Oh, <laughs> does it curdle? No, because that, that's how. You, because you know the sauce in, in, in super noodles, right? Yeah. It makes it into a kind of a creamy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it's the nicest thing ever. And also, and this is this goes for any meal that you're making. Drop an egg in it. No. That's all I'm saying. Not Literally, any meal Drop. you can make, an egg will make it better. Just drop no, an egg in it. No. You do not like eggs, do you? No, I hate them. It's kind of a nightmare thing. I mean, this segues back into the episode, actually, because the novelty <laughs> act, this novelty act that everyone's just so excited true. about is is two men eating an egg. Two, yeah. Boiled so we'll, egg. we'll come into that in just a second. Uh, so they steal that tandem bike uh, from the couple sunbathing um, and it goes backwards. You don't um, see those around, do you, these days? No. I love to ride a tandem bike. Only I'm in the Muppet never. movie and this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was a big thing in the kind of like late eighties, but yeah. Um, so uh, they go backwards, and they think this is kind of what's what happens in Bulgaria. Bulgarian bikes go backwards. Only the government have forward bikes, which is probably true in, in maybe in Russia. Um, and they meet a guy who agrees to take them to the venue where their friends are because they just point at the poster and they think the guy is Bulgarian. And it, and conversely, he thinks they're Bulgarian as well because they're speaking in the backwards language to him from his perspective. Um, and uh, the van also goes backwards and, and you can hear Kat uh, doing some ADR saying, now we're going in the right direction. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, they get to the venue. So you have another supernatural story because this is Halloween special. We're not just segueing into, into something random as we usually no. do. This is specifically this is, Halloween. This is important and I'm, I'm quite yeah. surprised this hasn't come up before, but it's fitting that it should come up this evening with Nick here. Okay. Uh, we, ne- we need to talk about Robert. Who's Robert? I don't know this story. So who is Robert and what's he got to do with supernatural so stuff? So about exactly pretty much a year ago, right. Nick and I were in Florida. Okay. And uh, we were looking at things to go and visit in Key West mm-hmm. and Nick discovered... Did you go to Alligator World? No. What, what's the point of you going to Florida? We went, we went to some sort of alligator thing, but not okay. Alligator World. And Nick, Nick Googled and discovered... Robert the Doll. Yeah, we were going to Key West, so we Googled things to do in Key West. One of them was to visit the home of Robert the Doll. Is that and like Annabelle? Out, yeah, well, this is the original. This is the original. This is this is kind of what all that stuff is based on. Child's Play, Chucky, yeah. is based on Robert the Doll. Okay. And he lives in this, this really creepy museum that was completely deserted when we got there. Yeah. It's just... I'll, I'll show you a quick picture. Okay. <laughs> we'll put a picture up on wow, the website. Wow, okay. He's in a case, a uh, glass case. That's very much like Annabelle. But, but when we first got there, we were kind of not taking it seriously and we were sort of laughing and having our photo taken. With the doll? Yeah. Because the okay. doll is possessed in, in, by an it, evil it, spirit. But it's in a, gla- yeah. in a glass case. And originally we thought, so that's to protect um, the doll from people interfering with it. But yeah. We later realise it pres- it's to protect us from the doll. Yeah, because like I mean, in in the kind of like mythology, the doll's possessed by potentially the kind of spirit of a murderer. That's kind that's, of that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that that's what 
happened here. And the doll has tried to kill. I think it actually has killed people. Or, or tried to kill. I'm not, I can't remember. Wow. Yeah, there's a whole background to the doll. Um, but, okay. but when you get to the museum, all they have there is letters and notes from people apologising to the doll <laughs> for not taking it seriously enough yeah. and, wow. and detailing the things that have gone wrong with their lives since they came. And, and, like and not asking permission for to take a photo of Robert. So we had to say sorry o- to Robert. Yeah, but we only we only saw this after we'd been taking the piss out of the doll and taking photos. That's with what it. I would do, though. That's what so I would do. But to be fair, Nick was the only one doing that. I was quite respectful of Robert. So, but we apologised to Robert and said sorry and thank you, Robert. Just to let you guys know, um, we've turned out. This is recorded as always in post pop, and I've turned the lights out here. And I'm not joking. I thought I saw something walk past behind you guys just now. No joke. Is, is Robert scuttling? <laughs> yeah, he's we do apologise to Robert quite a bit. It's become a sort of tradition. Yeah. So, what do you think he would do? Because he's only like one foot tall, one and a half foot I tall. Know. I don't. I don't think. I mean, because like Annabelle's kind of spooky. But like a, a, I mean uh, Annabelle too. Well, Annabelle too is is, is uh, called the boy, isn't it? And it's about a, a male doll. Do you know about this, Nick? Annabelle too. Uh, the sequel is about no, a, no. is about I think it's about Robert. Really? Yeah. Oh, that'd be um, amazing. It's, about, it's called the boy, and it's about a, a boy doll. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And sorry, I was sure just reading. Uh, reading up. That. Yeah, Robert the doll has tried to bite people. Um, Even in the case, yeah, he's got out the case. Well, I, oh, of course, because if you Google Robert the doll, you get all the stories. But apparently, his hair is real human hair. That's, that's, uh, where, that's where you, you, they've gone wrong to start with. You don't put human <laughs> things into a, a possessed doll. People, people. Uh, he used to. He was locked in the attic for about twenty years in this house, and, and people would hear evil laughter coming from there. Wow! And he'd scuttle around. And people would see him in the window, and yeah, there's a lot. There's a. It's pretty frightening stuff. Sorry, Robert. I don't think that's good enough. I think if you if you say his name, especially on a podcast, he'll, he'll come and find you. No, I'm very respectful of Robert. He's like the opposite of Beetlejuice. If you say his name, he just gets really angry. I think he thinks that like you're taking the mick out of him. I've got nothing but love and respect for Robert. <laughs> um, well, that's Robert. Um, and I don't like you, Robert. I think you're awful. I don't <gasps> believe in you. Well, I'm associating <laughs> myself from you now, it's been, Jed. It's been good knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, the guys of, of Red Dwarf, um, yeah, so they realise at home and they they go to the venue and in the venue, uh, Lister's injuries seem to be getting a little bit more, hurt, it kind of hurts a bit more and besides his eye injury and his ribs, his back seems to be all cut up and he, he says um, his back feels like it's being cut to ribbons. And on stage uh, at this club, well, it's actually really a pub, you have uh, the compare introducing the Reverse Brothers. And Daniela, do you remember who the compare is? Um, a man. This man, he's been in Red Dwarf probably about six or seven times. Really? <laughs> Tony Hawks. Oh, it's, it's my skateboarder friend. <laughs> skateboarder friend Tony Hawks again. We mention him in every episode. Know, it's Tony Hawks and that's his real face. Um, we should get him on the podcast. I, I, he wouldn't know who he was. Touche. <laughs> 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 like, Jed, who's your mate? This is Tony Hawks, Daniela. Uh, <laughs> You've booked the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would like the skateboard guy on. He's invented the ho- hoverboard, I, I, I used he? to play his game on the Xbox. It was awesome. It's great. The, the new one's not so good, though, here. Um, yeah, so Tony Hawks is on stage um, and he is introducing the Sensational Reverse Brothers. Um, and uh, they are obviously Christ and Rimmer and they appear in spangly pink suits and hats. 
very glittery. I'm sure Daniela appreciates the effort they've gone to. I like the sparkle. Very sparkly. Um, and they proceed to do a very mundane act, like Nick says. They um, eat a bald egg forwards. That's a really odd choice. There's so disgusting. many so many things that would look more spectacular to eat backwards. Yeah. But did you notice it's Crichton that eats the egg? He can't eat. He's a, he's a mechanoid. I don't think they've really nailed down what mechanoids can do. Well, Rimmer's a hologram, so he can't eat, can he? That's tr- yeah, that's true as well. But then neither can neither can Christ. Maybe he's, he's like faking it. Uh, but then he also drinks some water, and he can't do that either. I'm sure that can short circuit him. Hmm. Very very strange things happening, guys. Um, and yeah, and um, cat thinks he's at a moron convention which obviously they haven't really twigged the fact they're in backwards world so uh, it does look very strange to them so if just going back to your theory yeah if cat can't see Crichton, what does he think is happening with the egg he can just see rimmer on stage uh, introduce the <laughs> floating egg <laughs> right okay then we'll, 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 we'll run with this right <laughs> well every episode we'll see if cat interacts with okay. rimmer okay we'll, ha- we'll have a regular feature yeah guys on redwolf.co.uk find me one scene where cat speaks to Crichton properly oh damn i've just realized one scene that he definitely does speak to Crichton. Okay. um but okay that in episode se- might be a dream though yeah in season three i don't think he does speak to Crichton properly okay. so he doesn't become real it's like cat doesn't say the word only says the word lister three times in the entirety of red dwarf yeah um i'm, I'm sticking with this theory that's probably wrong um okay so uh they before lister and cat goes backstage to confront their friends on what's been happening since they've left uh they order two pints uh of bitter can you remember what they say what what b- bitter is backwards retib no <laughs> don't remember come on daniel you can <laughs> work on. it out it's erskip Erskib. Why? Why is that? Because that isn't bitter backwards. <laughs> it actually is phonetic- phonetically. Bitter hasn't Ers- the word s in it. Erskib. Letter s. If if you if you if you recorded yourself saying erskib backwards, it would sound like bitter. I have no idea why, but it's true. How can we do that? I want to prove it. Well, okay, we'll put so it, we'll put it on the website after. So we'll we'll say bitter. Bitter. Now. And then we'll, I'll, we'll, I'll reverse it and I'll put it on the on the okay. website. Uh, <laughs> well, no, we all say Erskib and then you... Erskib. I don't know where the S is it. coming from. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but reverse. You don't I think it's Retib. No. Mm, okay. Because you don't... It's not a hard R, is it? It's er. Uh. So it's like eh. I don't uh. know my brain hurts. <laughs> um, okay, so they say... Um, Erskib, and he put, puts up two fingers so they know it's two. And uh, they um, get given empty glasses um, and some change, well, not some change, some money from the barmaid. Um, and that's when Lister finally twinks the fact that they're in backwards world because they look at um, the club manager regurgitating beer into a pint glass and they realise they're backwards. And the so, menu. Yeah. So they say, when in Rome, and they... Um, regurgitate their own bitters and back into their pine glasses and it's as disgusting as that sounds but it's and it's very very simple special effects because it's just reversed in the film but it is very very effective and just think when you you're not even like 10 years old when you're watching this probably and this is the best thing you've ever seen in your life mm, it's pretty cool this is better than goosebumps and um yeah you see um them in the dressing room in the next scene. And in the next scene, Rimmer and Crichton tell them that they actually want to stay in this backwards world um, because they're successful and they're famous there yeah, and everybody loves it's them. It's understandable. They've been on the ship for quite some time now. Well, like... Well, 
Rimmerhand. Just think about how successful are they? Because they're doing the pub circuit, right? Mm. How many people were in that bar? 15 people? Maybe. Their posters are in, in the forest. <laughs> Not, you didn't see their posters in like the streets yeah. of London. But they can they're, walk around. They there was 10 posters air. in the middle of a forest. And that was, that's the only advertising they got. It's before Twitter. Um, so yeah so they're not that in my mind they're not that successful so I think it's a bit of a a, um, an exaggeration to say they were successful and that's why they want to stay but unfortunately their success kind of ends there because the uh, actually no before that Rimmer explains that this place is better because there's no death there and you basically you come alive and you go back inside your mother and your mother goes back inside her mother, and so on and so on, until we are one glorious whole. And Lister replies, you already are one glorious whole, Rimmer. Mm, good one. <laughs> it's just pretty funny. Um, and Rimmer says that it's our universe. That's the wrong way round. Um, and the backwards universe is actually the correct w- way round. Um, because uh, Crichton explains that, like, take war. Millions of people are brought to life, and it's a war is a wonderful thing. Um, and then this to counteracts with the fact that St. Francis of Assisi was the guy that went around making, maiming small animals and, <laughs> and uh, Santa Claus is the guy that comes down your chimney and steals your toys. <laughs> I like that. Every year. If you guys are in like a backwards world, what would be the f- kind of first thing you wanted, you would want to see or would want to do? Can you think of anything? I don't think I'd want to watch any films because the ending would be the first thing you saw, so there wouldn't be any anticipation or drama. Well, that could be quite good. No, be quite experimental. No. I don't think it would be spoiled. It's like Wizard of Oz would be pretty good, though. I don't like Wizard of Oz. Well, I guess mm. Memento would make the same amount. Well, of Memento sense. would be exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it'd be weird, like, if you went to get a haircut, you'd have no idea how much hair you'd <laughs> yeah, end true. up getting. You'd come out with, like, really, really long hair. <laughs> and, uh, but also, like, I don't know if anyone else would, but, like, when you, or should I say, an older person, you would just think, okay, so let's work out how sex works. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's what you would kind of think straight I, away. No, I did not think of that. I don't want that e explicit it. thing next to this podcast, so I'm not going to talk about it too much. But you, you'd think that's going to be kind of kind of weird but there's also like other things the fact that you go to work and you have to pay to go to work and people which wouldn't work if that was the case would would you i think skydiving would be fun (laughs) oh wow because you'd be flying you would just go flying up into a plane you would just be walking along the ground and all of a sudden you'd be sucked up into an airplane would you have any choice in the matter really cool You would never no. know when you were about to go flying. No. Yeah, but you would have the ex- you would already have the experience. You'd be like, yeah, that was a good time when I went skydiving, and then you would zip up into the air. But then afterwards, you'd be like, oh, I wish I went skydiving. Afterwards, it's a it's a weird one. I so guess I guess there's no death in this world, is there? Because no if death. you're there, you know you're never gonna die. But also, there's no sense of achievement because everything you've done will get wiped out, and you'll slowly get worse at things yeah. instead of better. Oh, and you would see your kids die as well, wouldn't you? That's not so good. No, you wouldn't see them die, but you'd see them go back into you. Yeah, that's not so good. <laughs> I don't know which no. is worse, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, backwards one isn't really working Sucked for me. Back that's, in. Uh, I don't think anyone would want to be a doctor because th- that's oh, just awful delivering babies. You're stuffing babies into... <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's uh, stop that one there. It would be a bit like stuffing a turkey, but yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> you wouldn't want to be around any women full stop, would you? You'd just be like, you're disgusting. You're absolutely disgusting. Hey. 
Yeah, you guys. Come on. I mean, for, 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 for guys, it's not... So, I mean, there's a few... It was a bit <laughs> weird. It's a few things. But not as bad as what women go through. That is a world where women really do that, have the kind of the harsh life there, just having stuff things stuffed into everyone's but there are there are just conundrums in this world like my job would be writing an article and then talking to the person after I've already written it that is true it's like you wouldn't need to do that would and you? then Why watching the film afterwards yeah There's some some re- some reviewers have been caught out doing that they they write reviews without watching the film I'd, yeah I'd be taking trains apart <laughs> so right now do you, are you the, the one person that puts trains together <laughs> just like guys we've got to, if, if you're, you're too stuck on this crush I want to make these trains myself you'd be a villain you'd be making everything worse <laughs> yeah arguably you don't know. Oh, like, oh. like smashing Lego or something um okay so, <laughs> so we really want to um do they really want to stay in this world because they are successful they're, they're having a good time there um and uh the club manager comes in um and he berates them for starting a fight. And he sacks them as well. And they're having such a good time. They've been so successful. But he sacks them. Um, and uh, he says to them, apparently, that they'll never work the pub circuit again. But obviously, this is done in a, in a kind of a backwards language. So we only hear it secondhand from Crichton. And remember, because Crichton can understand the backwards language quite well. So he'd but, adjust to live in there. Yeah, but apparently, in a, in a cut scene that's on the DVD we find out that Rimmer's adjusted his light B to understand the backwards language. Oh. So that's kind of why he knows what's going on yeah. as well. Not to be a pedant, but again, yeah. a fight in this world would be a good thing because it would be repairing damage. Totally. So that he shouldn't be angry at him. No, but me, yeah, it's true. But no, but he's part of the backwards universe as well, so he would be angry at them at first. Then maybe after the fight, he would be happy with them. I don't know. It, none of this makes really any <laughs> sense. So they're so they're they're like, why have we got sad? We didn't have any fight. What's going on? But I mean, they should really know what's going to happen because they're in a backwards world. They they've been there for three weeks. They've suddenly found all the success in three weeks as well. Who finds that much success in three weeks besides the Smegheads podcast? It's Ooh. crazy. <laughs> Not the Empire one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Empire one's number one in the TV yeah, and film yeah, podcast. So. Yeah, no. It'll take us a couple of weeks at least to beat them. Come I guess. <laughs> if you haven't subscribed yet, please yeah, do. Yeah. You've got to have an Anchorman style fight on the street. <laughs> yeah, we really do. You'd be throwing a trident at me. <laughs> we, um, imagine we had a podcast, Daniela, that discussed films, like all films. How well do you think that would do? Back off, man. <laughs> I don't like rom-coms though, so you'd have the advantage on that. You do a good horror podcast. Oh, it would just be horror, yeah. Yeah, we do. Pretty good. <laughs> we can add it to our long list of other podcasts. <laughs> we have to do the X Files one. Yeah, I think that'd be really successful. Yeah, that would go on forever though. Yeah, but maybe we should just do the new series when it comes out. Just yeah, do it as yeah, and maybe the cool. Twin Peaks as one. Yeah, we uh, can get Nick on that as well. Nick's a big X Files fan. Yeah, oh, I love X Files. It's the best. I love the X Files. It, yeah. It's 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 the it's the best. Are you going to interview? I have cigarette smoking man's email address. <laughs> I interviewed all of them a couple of years ago. Can, for, we, can uh, for we email him now? He's not. He's not the. He's not. He's not the greatest actor of all time. He's, he man. married. Uh, he's a really nice guy. He married uh, one of his fans a couple of oh. years ago. He married a ma- big X Files fan because she wow. just would write letters to him, and, and they got married. So there's hope for me and Michael Fassbender then. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no hope. <laughs> Thanks. Have you seen Steve Jobs yet? Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Is it good? Amazing. It, it looks like it's going to be it's good. Really good. Flopped in the states. Didn't it, didn't wow, make any money. Really? Yeah, it just came out last weekend. It's really good. It's still time. Yeah, no, I heard it's much better than the Ashton Christian, <laughs> well, which obviously, hard. yeah. 
It only just made a little bit more money than the Ashton Kutcher one in its opening weekend. That's shocking. Wow. That's so that's, uh, Ashton Kutcher's laughing somewhere. <laughs> oh. um, who would play, uh, Daniel, when they make uh, the films, make heads of the movie, who's going to play you? Because I think Mac- Michael Fessbender might play me. I don't know. Um, I haven't decided yet. I've, I've had a few people tell me I look a little bit, don't laugh, Nick. I look a little bit like Zoe Deschanel. So I would yeah, probably. I think, did Stevie Wonder tell you that once? <laughs> oh. Zoe, Zoe Deschanel? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. Really? Yeah, I guess her. I've, she's quite kooky as well. I, I guess yeah. so. Looks Maybe I'll like play me. myself and then Zoe Deschanel can play you. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay. That that's sorted. Um, okay. So uh, they are um, wondering why they've uh, been accused of this fight. So they, they go back into the bar, and in that bar, they're just kind of like discussing stuff. Uh, Christ and Enrim are still fighting with the bar manager, the club manager, discussing uh, why they were sacked. But uh, I mean, they kind of should know what, what what's going to happen. And um, Lister and Cat are sitting at a table regurgitating a pie. Maybe the same pie that that ghost gave you. Anything's possible yeah. when it comes to ghost pie. Ghost, ghost <laughs> pie would be a great movie. Hashtag actually, ghost pie. That the asylum should make. Ghost pie one and ghost pie two. Yeah, what would the tagline be? Um, You're getting your just desserts. <laughs> that's quite good. It's because pie can be a dessert. That's quite good. Or like something about a slice. You're going to be sliced. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, pie. Would you like a side order of scream with that? <laughs> You're quite Whipped good. Whip scream, yeah. <laughs> You're quite good at this. Yeah. It's Damn, yeah Nick. How do you like them ghost apples? No, that doesn't make <laughs> it. How do you like them ghost apples? <laughs> I'm not very good at tagline, sorry. Apple pie? No. <laughs> uh, okay. A pie for a pie? No. Right. <laughs> so they're there regurgitating a pie and uh, um, uh, one of... <laughs> vampire. That is good. <laughs> a, a pie that, that is a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's good. It's just a pie with, with fangs. <laughs> we, we have a lot of smoke in this room and people don't realise the more I do the smoke the more chance there is of the um, alarms going off, the fire alarms going off. No in my office and it's really loud um okay so um yeah uh, one of the backwards people kind of approach daniel what are you looking at <laughs> sorry i just realized i could see my office from your window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy um so yeah one of the backwards people approach uh lister and a cat and kind of just kind of got um just has a go at them for eating his backwards pie and uh, this is exactly how the uh, barroom brawl starts. But the um, Rimmer says he doesn't want to be involved with a barroom brawl. And this is, it isn't a barroom brawl, it's a barroom tidy. And then he says, let's unrumble. <laughs> and cool. Yeah. And uh, what proceeds from that point is a backwards bar fight uh, with... Um, what happens is Lister gets punched in the face, which cures his his uh, black eye, and then he gets punched in the ribs, which cures his ribs, and his ribs about to go over again. Um, and then he also gets. We, we see people um, have tables unbroken against their backs, and tables are are fixed again. Uh, and we see Lister being dragged backwards down the bar, um, 
making all the, um, uh, the broken glass be whole again. So they're tidying up the bar. And this scene is legendary, I think. This mm. is one of the seminal moments in my childhood, I find. Because when I, I, I've watched backwards, probably more than most of the other episodes, and uh, this scene in particular is just incredible to me. I mean, again, it's very, very, very simple, but so effective. And this, hasn't been, this kind of thing hasn't been on TV before. It's it's um it's incredible. Yeah, there's something very satisfying just about seeing all this stuff getting repaired. Yeah, I mean it doesn't really make a lot of sense to be honest. But then he also says, "I've just figured out what's going on, uh, what's happened to my back," and he walks outside and he flies back in through the bar through the window, <laughs> fixing uh, a window that's been smashed. And obviously, the glass had cut up his back. That's why it was in ribbons in the first place. Which is a callback to the entire episode of him complaining about all the ailments that he's had. Um, and you see, I hope you've uh, taken a note of Lister's ailments because I'll be asking you about oh, that no, at a later point in this episode. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so um, the whole bar is back uh, together again in all in one bits, and it's kind of packed now. So there's at least 20 people in this bar, and they're all like <laughs> having a good time there talking backwards. So they go to leave. Uh, and uh, before they leave Kat was like wait a minute she needs to do something and he grabs the charity jar and he empties it and the barmaid I assume says thank you for raising the charity jar um, and he gets all the money but I guess where's Kat going to yeah, use that money he's going to spend it what's he going to do unless he uses it on Red Dwarf because you know he's had problems with the, with the machines on Red Dwarf saying that he doesn't have any credits left uh, maybe he can use that money to, to buy extra fish because in Quig he didn't have any credits today so there's a call back to that um, yeah, so uh, we uh, then get the, the final scene of Red Dwarf. I love um, this Of this episode. I love this <laughs> So we get them back in the park, the eponymous park, once again. Um, and uh, actually, they get out of a taxi first, and the driver pays them for the ride. But surely, the driver should have paid them for the ride at the start of the journey. Oh, good point. Not at the end. Good point. But he, he fills Lissa's hand full of change, and he goes, hang on a minute, and gives him a, a bit more, and that's his tip. Um, or maybe he, sometimes... Sometimes when cab drivers don't trust you, they make you pay when you get into the cab. Because yeah, I, I had that happen to me once. Uh, why? That, I was that only happens to guys. I was so annoyed. I was basically, I was getting a taxi outside mm-hmm. a station and I'd just been shopping. So I had like loads of shopping bags. Why well, does me. that make you a threat to a taxi Exactly. Driver? I had like, uh, this is when I lived in France and I had money. So I had like really okay. expensive like clothes and boots on. And I got in the taxi and he was like, I hope you don't mind, but can I ask you to pay before we go to anywhere? And I was like, why? And he's like, well, I have lots of people running out of my taxi. It's like, where am wow. I going to run to? You had loads of shopping and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You just but yeah, he, made, okay. he made me pay. Wow. Um, I had to pay in advance once in a taxi, but it's because he said to me, because I was really drunk. I had done 20 shots of Sambuca. <laughs> and I was in Essex and I was like driving home and it was expensive anyway and he went if you puke in my taxi that's an extra £30 so I was like here's the money in advance and I had like put like uh, loads of money in his hand that's quite cheap actually £30 but I you barely should... remember it though but at the end of my journey I left I looked down at the taxi it was covered in vomit oh, <laughs> you got your money <laughs> I got my money's worth wow Wow. Usually it's more than 30. Well, it's a clean out of taxi. I mean, they just use a hose. 30 pounds pretty they had, good. They usually valet it. He had like a 60 pound fare off me anyway to okay. start with. I'd pay more than 30 pounds not to clean up vomit. I, True. My price yeah. is higher than that. That's horrible. True, I guess oh. so, yeah. I once was on a, on, a, on a tube train and trains are Daniela's things. And it was like early <laughs> in the morning, it was like 10, 9am, 10am. And uh, we got to a stop, I think it was like London Bridge. And a guy in a suit and a briefcase, like a stereotypical businessman, he got on 
as the doors opened, he puked his guts down, his projectile vomit, and it hit the other side of the train, oh. splashed everywhere against everyone. And then he walked off the train again, because obviously he couldn't stay on the train after that. Oh. And the door was closed, and we were just all like, what the hell? What, what, what? Uh. So we just had a... It's not good. It's not good. And in the backwards world, obviously you'd be eating the vomit, oh. wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> and actually that reminds me of next week's episode Daniela oh my gosh it's an eat- we're going to do an eating challenge no have you seen next week's episode no, Get Marooned no I haven't I'm, eat- I'm not eating eggs I, I know, can tell you I know what it is Yeah, yeah. I, can tell- I, think, I think you're going to struggle with it no I can tell you now there's no it's way it's not eggs but there's, there's an, it's three things it's something this. we've talked about I, I've eaten it in the, the near past and you, you didn't react well to it Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not doing it. No, you, you have to. No, yeah, you do have to. No, I'm not we're, doing it. We're both going to do it. I'm we're both going to do it, and it'll get progressively worse no, as it goes I'm along. I'm scared. I'm not doing it. You have to. This is Smickers. Do you know how there's millions of people listening to us right now? If we if we have if we're going to be Nick's Empire podcast, we, yeah, we, we're yeah. the rebels, not the Empire. We have to be eating crazy things I'm on our scared. podcast. We Step up to. your game. We have to. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll see. I'm not I'm not saying no, but I'm not saying yes. Your superfans on the reddwolf.co.uk website. Fans. They're gonna. We'll come to that in a, in a, in a okay. second, Daniela. Uh, okay. They're so w- crying out for me to eat things. They will do by the time <laughs> that this airs. Um, okay. So the so they get out of the taxi and they get the money and uh, they go up the invisible stairs to Starbug Two, and Rima asks Lester, well, "Where's Cat?" Actually, she says, "Where's the Cat?" And Lister replies, I was in the bushes uh, doing this stuff. Sorry, and, Robert. And they both <laughs> realises at the same time what it actually means the cat to be in the bushes. Oh. And then we see, um, obviously, cat is going to the toilet in the bushes. And we see cat jump up, looking like he's been stepped on the landmine, yeah. really. His hair's all over the place with an his expression face. on his face. Yeah. His face is classic. Yeah. Danny John Jewel's on Twitter. This is kind of how I imagine his face to be all the time. He's so <laughs> angry on Twitter. Um, even though, thank you very much, Danny John Jules, for promoting Smokeheads on Twitter recently. Yeah, that was amazing. Thanks thank you. Um, but yeah, you, you look like a crazy person this, <laughs> in this episode. Um, and uh, yeah, he jumps up and he walks up the invisible stairs to Starbug. Um, and he stops when he gets to Lister and uh, Rimmer and he says, Don't ask. <laughs> that was great. I loved it. And uh, obviously, implying some, I'm guessing, some feces went inside him. <laughs> I'm guessing that was, that's what it was. That's pretty easy. But they did kind of regurgitate. At least it's his. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> what are you implying? I guess so. But that's oh. weird to think that before they even got to the backwards world, his feces was on that planet for God knows how long. Just yeah. sitting there. Is, uh, are there no toilet facilities in Starbucks then? There is, yeah. Why doesn't, he, why doesn't he just wait like 20 seconds? Yeah, I know. I guess he just couldn't wait. And he's a cat, so he can he's eat it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great ending. Yeah. It is it. a great ending. Um, and that's kind of the end of uh, talking about the episode. So let's get on to um, a few things. Let's talk about what the members on, on uh, uh, the Red Dwarf forum have thought of this episode. Because like, now, if you join the Red Dwarf forum at reddwarf.co.uk, every week I'll be posting a topic called something like random thoughts about this particular episode. And your comments will be read out if they're good on the podcast relating to that episode so the people on the red dwarf podcast what they thought about backwards um let's see stratastic says you should 
include what Arthur Smith really said. And Arthur Smith played the club manager. And if you, on the DVDs, there's something called Backwards Forwards, where you see the forward version of some of these scenes and you see what um, Arthur Smith really said when he was berating them. And he really said, I bet you, something like, I bet you someone's going to reverse this and find out what I'm really saying. You guys are a bunch of nerds or something like that. Okay. I'll put it on, okay. on the website. Yep. Uh, Jason the Dragon uh, said it's one of the best episodes ever. Yeah. And he said the only thing I don't like is that it began with the Star Wars intro thing. Um, uh, it filled in the gaps in a very lazy way and you're completely right, Jason the Dragon. Um, Dan Pendo, um, my mate from Letterboxd, um, he says he would recommend watching backwards forwards to get a good insight into the reverse chronology of the episode to realise how much actually doesn't work. And that's what we were kind of saying. That's a good point. I'd love to watch it backwards. None of it it makes sense, yeah. Uh, But as long as you don't think about it too much, uh, about the bits that don't work, it is a great episode. And Ant E who uh, is a very vocal person on the Red Dwarf uh, forum, he says, it's a total gimmick episode, guys. I can see why it appealed at the time, but it's aged terribly, and the plot holes are pretty lazily written, exclamation mark. Pretty much sums up the Series 3 being a bit crap, really. Well, Auntie, this is the best series, so you're completely 100% wrong. Everyone's entitled to the opinion, even though you're completely wrong. (laughs) Um, And then Kitty Paws, who, I don't know if you've seen the Red Dwarf, uh, you've been on a little bit, but Kitty Paws uh-huh. is universally loved on the Red Wolf Forum. Okay. Um, she kind of pretends she's a cat the whole time, which is kind of weird, okay. but it's unusually endearing. So she said she couldn't stop laughing at this episode, especially with the Byron punch-up. And yeah, it's uh, it was a great punch-up. Um, and Stephen Simpson says, I loved it. Uh, ideally, the scrolling text could have been a little bit slower, but that's my only gripe with this episode. Uh, we have someone called DJ McBell saying, uh, in reply to Ant, strange, I quite like Series 3, one of the best and amazingly consistent. I agree with you, DJ McBell. Uh, then so we everyone pretty much liked it then? Besides Ante, we've got, we've got a few a few uh, contrary uh, comments coming up though. Simon says he enjoyed it too and he still does. It's another one, of, it's another one like Time Slides, which is coming up, uh, which doesn't really stand up too close to scrutiny as most of the backward scenes don't really work when re- reversed or gone forward. But it's fun, and the final scene with the cat is still funny to this day, and I completely agree with you. And now a comment from The Midnight Rider. And The Midnight Rider is the new name for Harry. And Harry is the guy that wrote the poem for Daniela. He's changed his name now oh, okay. to The Midnight Rider. Okay. Because he is like a dandy highwayman, basically. So he said, um, I think the scenes would work if reversed, actually, guys. Although I'm not sure that's the point. I mean, the Red Dwarf crew are still very much moving forwards. Although it's been a very long time since I did watch the episode, I'd have to watch it again and think about it. So basically he's saying it is a bit, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, and then we got Danny, someone called Danielski. It's it's not nothing to do with a parody thing on you, Daniela. It's <laughs> not a parody account, <laughs> me, is there? You don't need one. I'm a parody. That is true. But um, Daniela Danielski, who was, I think might be a girl, I'm not sure, it says, what I always noticed, I'm going to do it. What I always noticed is how happy Rimmer is in Backwards World and the impact it has on his personality. Um, and yeah, in this episode, Rimmer is is a happy guy. He's kind of got what he wants. His people like him and stuff. So it is really a, a lot of a, a big contrast for the previous two seasons. Um, and he actually gets on really well with, with Lister in this episode. There's another time where it shows that they care about each other, which is kind of cool. Hmm. 
Uh, just a couple more. Um, and uh, yeah, we have one from a guy called Simon. He said that he's never really understood, even back then when he first watched it, um, about the woman uneating. Um, and she goes on to say about how, how messy she is and doesn't really make any sense. Um, because that's not, if you drink a cup of tea, you're not pouring half of it down your body when you're drinking it. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. And that's a, a, a segment I like to call Boys and Girls from the Dwarf. Um, and that's a new a new section. What do you think, Daniela? That's cool, yeah. Is that we gonna like, make like to hear from you. Yeah, thanks very much. But um, we've got one more thing to do with the Red Dwarf Forum. Okay. Daniela. Um, and this is poem number two for what? Daniela. So Nick, just try try to, to calm yourself down. Nick is getting really Nick, calm down. He's getting really angry right I'll now. Sit back down, I'll sit back down. <laughs> Nick, but right. I'm not happy. Okay, he's, he's smashed the, he's smashed my office. Okay. I've repaired your office. <laughs> yeah, you've <laughs> oh, okay, um, so this one so the, the the previous one was a bit more like a Valentine's card type thing. But this mm. one is a little bit more abstract. Okay. Because now he now Harry is the midnight rider. Yes. He he he's changed his style a bit, so here we go. Oh, it's from Harry again. Harry again. Oh, yeah. Okay, thanks Harry. Yeah, and this is just called the Midnight Rider. It's kind of his introduction to you on his new persona. Oh, right, okay. The Midnight Rider, okay. right, okay. <laughs> it's brilliant, okay. It's, a, it's like, they, they call the Midnight Rider. I am fresh and ready. They call me Captain Moonlight. Let me light you. They call me Fandango. I'm ready to dance with you. Cheers, Jed. Wow. That. Wow. Daniela is speechless. What do, what do you think, Nick? Well, I'm getting a lot of heat to write poetry myself off the back of this stuff, <laughs> which I'm not entirely happy about. <laughs> it's not my strong suit. Guys, you're making, making Nick look bad. But um, I, can't, I can't compete with that, to be honest. It's I good. Write it's poetry. I like the fact Harry seems to name the Midnight Rider. Because Harry, Harry is a, quite a, um, a, a normal, common name out there. But the Midnight Rider, it's just a very... You don't know they're, where you stand with the Midnight Rider. Is he friend or foe? They're advertising at the moment for a new like milk tray guy. I feel like Harry, Harry could be that guy. You need to reply. That would be great. Harry, the Midnight Rider, a.k.a. the Midnight Rider, a.k.a. Captain Moonlight, needs to apply. Daniel, out of ten, what would you give that? A nine. Wow. That's almost perfect. Yeah. Well well done. But that's, that's not perfect. It's Just not perfect. Just to emphasise no. that. I think if it was, it would have to be a bit longer for it to be a bit perfect. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I want more of it. <laughs> so that's uh, that's uh, the news from oh, the board. Thanks, Harry. So we've kind of got, got to the to the end of of the episode. So just in general, what do you guys think of uh, in general of of the episode? What were what were the the good things and the bad things about this episode? I loved think? it. I absolutely loved it. Yep. Um, and Nick. Yeah, it's a classic episode. I, I love season three. It's season three? Series three. Yeah, I say season. Season makes more sense, to be honest. Does it? Okay. Because series refers to the whole series of Red Dwarf and seasons. It's the individual. I always call parts. British shows series and American ones seasons. But I think unusually, this is one of the times that we've actually got it wrong and the Americans have got okay. it right, I think. All right. I believe. It's a great episode. I don't think it makes much sense, but I don't think that... that yeah. it, it's not so it good on the sci-fi, very good on the comedy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And... Uh, exactly. and this Crichton is significantly better than the last one. No, sex worker Crichton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, Robert Llewellyn made this um, this thing his own, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's David Ross, right? 
I'm sure he would have been good if he if he came back. But Robert Lew- the, the the part is Robert Lewis. Now he made it his own. He has that face, that kind of rubber face that kind of makes it work. And what about my friend uh, Tony Hawk? Tony Hawk, see, he's in a few more episodes as well. So don't worry about that. He's, he's coming up in the in the next season as well. So like, this is not quite the end of the episode, guys, because I have got a quiz for you, and this quiz oh. is called Trick or Treat. <laughs> because it's Halloween and you'd think something so hastily put together wouldn't be this uh, good but it really is so basically you have two options you can either pick trick or treat and treat is only worth treat is the easy question and trick is the harder question okay. treat's only worth one point and trick Wait. is worth two points oh. um, so let me get this <laughs> Okay, here we go. So, as always, if you get if you get, she's really competitive. She's very competitive. Both competitive. And as always, as in the in the the last quiz, um, trademarked by Tom Stav and Tom Dark. If you get an answer wrong, you get smoke in your face. Actually, we all get smoke in our (laughs) face. If you get an answer right, you get the bell. Okay, but you might have to doom. You might have to keep tabs on your own scores, right? Okay. So, okay, so. I'll start with Daniela. Trick or treat? Treat, please. So this is only worth one point. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> if I get it right. What year was this episode broadcast? 1989 or 1993? 1993. Wrong! We no! talked about this. <laughs> the smoke machine isn't working. No! We had a conversation I, about the 80s, about how old we were when this came out. Hang you said on, you were Daniela, hang on, zero. Hang on, hang on, right. Yeah. Okay, I got confused. <laughs> Because I actually don't made a note of this. The episode is set in 1993. <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah, I actually but made I, a note. I, I said broadcast. I know, and I got confused. So you got zero points. Yeah, okay. Okay, Nick, trick or treat? I'm feeling confident, so I'm going to say trick. Okay. Okay. Which ship did Starbug replace? So Starbug is now the new kind of like runaround ship on Red Dwarf. Yeah. What did it replace? I'm going to I'm going to get this wrong. Go for it. Cuz you guys were talking about Blue Midget. Isn't Correct. It? Yes. Oh, so, ah, smoke. <laughs> I was like That's two points. Two points for Nick. Two points. Um in so you, your face. <laughs> Daniela, trick or treat. Treat. <laughs> trick. Okay. Do you say treat or trick? God, trick. Then. Okay. What city did they was Earth filmed in? Not what city did they go to? What city was it filmed in? Ooh. Swindon. Wrong. <laughs> Manchester. Close. Zero points for Daniela, and Nick still has two points. Good Nick, fact. trick or treat? A uh, trick. Okay. <laughs> How do you order bitter in a backwards world? How do you order it? <laughs> oh no! I what d- is yes, that word? Yes. Um, I, I disagree with this. It's uh, asquip or something. No. Incorrect. No, I d- no. It's got an S and a K, but I've got nothing else. Want to pass it to Daniela? Oh no, I can't remember. Okay, <laughs> it was Erskib. Erskib, of course. So more Close. smoke in all of our faces. Okay. Um, so is that still two points? Two That's two two nil. Two nil. Uh, Daniela, trick or treat. It's gonna have to be a trick. Okay. Who played the bar manager? What actor and quite famous comedian played the bar manager? Tony Hawk. No, he played the compare. I'll give you another chance. Tony Hawk played the compare. Who played that bar manager that berated them? I don't know. More smoke in our faces. <laughs> the alarm's going to go off. Yeah, don't do off- If you look at this office, it's like Blade Runner in here. Yeah, don't do 
Yeah, I'm not going to do any more because the alarm's going to go off. But it was Arthur Smith. <coughs> Who? Arthur, the comedian Arthur Smith. <laughs> He's like the eternal like com I've never compa. heard of him. You, you know his face. Um, okay, so still zero. Daniel, it's still zero for you. This is Empire against Smegheads. I tried to represent. Daniela, come on. I'll, I'll go so for Nick, treat. I'll go for treat. Treat, okay. Um, so make it this better. is, what is the name? Actually, no. What country did Lister and Kat think they were in while on the backwards, backwards planet at the start? What country or which city? Country. Bulgaria. Correct. Okay. Actually, it was Poland or, Bulga or Bulgaria to start with. <laughs> it was okay. Bulgaria, so that's three points for Nick. Okay. Daniela, trick or treat? Trick. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is it right? This is a relatively I easy trick. I promise I watched the episode. Okay. Name one of the historical people Rumor references when they first touched down on the backwards world. He references two historical people. He says, what, am I in this land or in this land? Come on, Daniela, this is for Smokeheads. I don't know. I can't remember. More smoke in our faces. The alarm's going to go up. I'm not even checking this alarm's going to no, go off in a second. It was Genghis Khan or Doug McClure. Could have picked. Oh, <laughs> what did you think it was, Nick? I whispered inaccurate information. <laughs> what did you think it was? Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Teresa does come up in a, in a future episode, though. Okay, yeah, it's unbelievable how smoky this office is now. Um, okay, then... Oh, no, this is mine. Nick, this is mine. trick or treat? I'll go for trick, just to you know, okay. settle this once and for all. What's... So this is really hard. I've <laughs> okay. got to get one right. Okay. Do a trick next time. Okay, uh, so this is a trick. What song did the Red Dwarf Shuffle... I didn't come here looking for trouble, I just came to the Red Dwarf Shuffle. What song was it referencing? It was based on a on a yeah. song that was around a few years earlier, and I'll give you the year that song was out. Nineteen eighty six. That's not going to. Nineteen eighty five. Sorry. <sighs> very very similar lyrics. Is this Run DMC? No. no I got Can I guess the band if you can't get it? Yeah. I actually don't. Okay. Okay. D don't worry about the band. It was for a specific okay American a big American occasion. Um, and it was a song for that that they released in tandem with that occasion. Uh, 1986. 1985. 1985. Boy, oh boy. Do you give up? Yeah, I give up. Daniela, do you want to have a guess? No, I thought it was a Beastie Boys song. No. No, smoke! Oh, I think, I really think the alarm's going to go off okay, in a second. can you open the window because it's scaring me? <laughs> no, it's no I think I'll be fine. Um, no, it was a reference to the 1985 Chicago Bears Super Bowl song oh, called, called the Super Bowl Shuffle. I didn't come here looking for trouble, just came to do the Super Bowl Shuffle. Good knowledge. Yeah. Good knowledge. I'll, I'll, I'll play that over this. Daniela, Daniela's got her hands in her ears in case the alarm goes off. It's, it's alright, we'll just have to press the button if it goes off. We're I know, quite but it's going to make me jump. <laughs> um, I might get thrown out of my office, who knows. Um, okay, so, uh, Daniela, trick or treat? Trick. You want to go for trick? They're hard. Do you want to go for a trick? Okay. Because Nick's only still got two points. Three. He's got three. Oh, three. three. Okay. Trick or treat? Treat, then. Yeah. If I get this wrong, it's even no. worse. <laughs> At least I get the tricks around. <laughs> who played the compare in the pub? <laughs> Tony Hawk! One point. Yeah! <laughs> Well, now you're just one question behind. Yeah. Oh. Nick, trick or treat? Uh, I'll go for a treat. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> I wish Daniel was doing this one. <laughs> what mask did Crichton wear <laughs> as a disguise? Um. Oh, can't remember. Have you forgotten? I've actually forgotten. <laughs> it was um, uh, Nixon, wasn't it? No. no! 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 Yes, Daniela. Oh. You, I was. You confused me. Daniela's got two points. Nick's got three uh, points. This is closer than we could ever imagine. My go. Daniela, trick or treat? Trick. It's got to be a trick. Wow. It's take to take the lead, Daniela. For snakeheads. Okay. Um, oh, look at this. It's going to be hard. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what position did the Red Wolf Smegazine award this episode <laughs> in 1992? So, in 1992, <laughs> Red Wolf Smegazine. I, I read this religiously. It was in the top five. A position in the top okay. five in 1992. And I'm not going to give you any clue. So. Fourth. Oh, my God, Daniela. That's freaky. That yeah. was correct. Fourth. Daniel, that's freaky. How did you get that? I don't know. I just felt it felt like a fourth. <laughs> so it's four three to Daniela. This um, is unbelievable. I think I've got about two questions left. So Nick, trick or treat? Two each or two, two um, total? Like one each. I've probably got three treats left and one trick left. <laughs> trick or treat? Trick. Okay. <laughs> How many sell him was Nod away? Oh, good it's one. Hard. Good one. Yeah, it's over a hundred. You can either give me the backwards answer or the forwards answer. Either way, I don't mind. Uh, I've got a hundred and nine in my head, or one hundred and twenty-nine. Can um, I guess as well? I'm gonna go one hundred and twenty-nine. Wrong, unfortunately, Daniela. One hundred thirty-eight. No, but you were closer. It was 178. Ah. Okay. Um, or backwards, okay. 871. So, so I've won no matter what I, what I answer oh, no, on the no. next one. No. These, these, these are like Rain Man level questions. <laughs> yeah. I, that is That's unbelievable. That's why you with the treats. So, Daniela, there's only, there's only treats left, so treat. Treat, um, Is mine? Is this working now? Yeah, yeah. Um, name two of this is three injuries. Uh, black eye and cracked ribs. Five, three. So actually, there's one question left, Nick, yeah, so you can't win, but you can, you can valiantly come second. Um, <sighs> name the actress that plays Holly. Can you remember? Hattie... Jakes? <laughs> no, that's from the, the <laughs> Carry On movies. Hat, I'll give you half a point for that. Hat, uh, do you remember? Hattie Wenfrock? <laughs> what are you talking about? No. Hattie Hayridge. Hayridge. It's something like that. So yeah. Three and a half I've, to Nick. I have brought great shame to my house. This, this, this is... This is to our I house. hope no one listens to this ever. But unfortunately, your ratings are... Yeah. Nick, you well. brought shame to Slytherin, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I call the Empire Podcast. No, I'm joking. I'm blaming the smoke machine. I think it, the smoke adds to my mind. Uh, yeah. It went got pretty strong at, at one point. But yeah, that's the first episode of trick or treat thanks very much for tuning in to trick or treat guys um so back to the episode so we have to kind of decide where this sits in the whole smeghead charts so let me just give you a rundown of uh, what we've got so far top five do top five do 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 number one is do do thanks for the memory how is thanks for the memory oh that's fine oh, i love thanks for the memory number two better than life great episode number three stasis leak number four queeg which is lower than a lot of people would have thought people couldn't believe we put queeg fourth 
Number five is Parallel Universe, which very popular on iTunes. Hang on, guys. Did you see what the, the news today about Parallel Universe is? No. I don't know if it was based off our episode last week, but scientists have now uh, worked out how to access Parallel Universes through the Hadron Collider. They believe that in the next few weeks or so, they'll be able to somehow access a, a parallel universe. These in the next few weeks? Apparently. It's, that's insane. It's crazy. I'll, I'll put a link to the article about it on the website. So that's the top five. So guys, um, where do you think this episode sits in the Smegheads charts? Number one. This is a new number one for me. Interesting. Number one. Why, Daniela? I just loved it. It was a lot of sharper, Why is this better? Why is this better than Thanks to the Memory and Better Than Life? Why is this better? Oh, for me, well, we've got Crichton. Crichton's back, yeah. Yeah, I just like the dynamic. I like that they go on Earth. It's really funny. There's some really good jokes. Yes. And yeah, I just, I just really love this episode. Get do some different stuff. And uh, Nick, where do, where do you reckon? Yeah, well, I haven't seen the others for a while. Yeah. And I, I just think Crichton's so essential to the mix. Yeah, I think when I think of Red Dwarf, I think of the four guys. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in at number one as well. Okay, and uh, Daniela, I agree with you. I think <gasps> this should be number one over Thanks to the Memory. Thanks to the Memory is to hold a, a, a massive place in my heart. But this yeah. is the but this is the episode that kind of made Red Dwarf for everyone. This is the thing that sent it into stellar ratings. It made it massively, crazily popular for a little sci-fi comedy on the BBC. It, it, it just made it interstellar, really. Yeah, um, and it was the first episode I saw, which means it has some sort of sentimental value. value yeah. And well. also, this is where we finally see Cat being a, a three-dimensional character. He's interacting with everyone, except for Crichton, of course, because he never speaks of Crichton. Um, and yeah, he's had pro- proper conversations. It's, it's great. I really, really like it. So yeah, yeah I, I, I think it should be numbers one as well. So the new number one is backwards. Number two, thanks to the memory. Number three, better than life. Number four, stay sleek. Number five, quick. Wow. And we've got to the end of this episode. Uh, so thanks very much for listening. Um, where can people find you, Nick, if they wanted to you know, figure out where you are? Besides... <laughs> Besides, uh, Daniela has put a tracking device on my ankle, <laughs> so just ask her. They can read about you. Um, yeah, you I did the cover story for this. I did the cover story for the Empire. new Empire magazine uh, on Suicide Squad, which I, I read a lot of um, film websites, and they they've quoted you on about a million yeah. other film websites. It's exciting. It's yeah. very exciting. I got quoted by Time. Well, not me, but my interview got quoted yeah. by Time magazine and MTV wow. and all over the shop. So yeah, it's been an exciting week. Um, so yeah, I'm there. And uh, I'm on Twitter as well. Yep. How, how um, cause because I can't pronounce or spell your surname, <laughs> how will they find you on Twitter? So it's uh, Nick, N-I-C-K, D-E, S-E-M-L-Y-E-N. So Dissemlin. It's a really tricky name. Don't worry about not being able to pronounce it. It's Transylvanian, guys. Yeah, we once went on a family holiday and we came back to Heathrow and we had organised a driver to come and pick us up. And so we waited. There was no there was no sign with our name, and all the drivers left one by one with people, until there was one guy left, and he was holding a sign that said Doctor Smedley. <laughs> it was just like us. It was like my family Amazing. just staring at this guy, and he was staring back. And then eventually, the penny dropped. It took a long time to figure it out. We were like, oh, Doctor Smedley. That's yeah, Doctor Smedley. So yeah, so that's it. I'm I just wanted. To- I'm going to wait at airports now for you. Dr. Smedley. Smedley. No, I do love it. I just want to say one final thing about, about Red Dwarf. Yeah. It just occurred to me. Yeah. Wizard of Oz 
is this move is is this kind of set of characters inspired by Wizard of Oz? It's just kind of struck me. You got a robot. Wow. You got a, you got a, a cat instead of a lion. You've wow. got a cowardly. You got the cowardly guy. He's Rimmer, which is the scarecrow. Yeah. And I guess Lister is Dorothy. And they want a journey to somewhere as yeah, well. Yeah, to try it, and find the, the, the way wizard, back. It's, it's Lister's, Lister's trying to find his way back to Earth like Dorothy is. Oh, hang on. Dorothy's got a pet dog. And yeah, maybe cats. Cat. Maybe cats. It's Toto. Toto doesn't work because in my mind, the cat is the lion. But anyway, oh, yeah. just a thought. That's yeah, yeah. No, that's that's very interesting. Never occurred to me. But before. I mean, there's a lot of stories like in 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 fiction in in, in literature, yeah, yeah. like Wizard of Oz and um, Alice in Wonderland. Cast characters going to on a journey to not only discover something but to discover themselves. And I think Red Dwarf isn't only a series about discovering Earth; it's about discovering themselves. Yeah. Well, I think we've all discovered a bit about ourselves tonight. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly cottage cheese does not go with super noodles. It really does. Just drop a negative. And milk Daniela. definitely oh, doesn't. Milk. Ugh. I can't wait for the next episode. And we no. we might have to film some of this because it's going to be very visual. Oh no! It's going to be. It's going to make jackass look. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not agreeing to any of this. Um, Daniela, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Daniela Juanel Phillips. And on Instagram, Daniela Monica Phillips. Yeah. Or if you just go to a train station, she's there taking yeah. notes about trains and stuff. Yeah. Um, and guys, if you want to check me out, I'm on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D, and the same on Instagram. And uh, myself and Danielle do frequent the Red Dwarf website. I'm on there a lot now because I'm, I'm trying to get to know the Red Dwarf fans so I know what the what you guys want. Um, and I think I've figured it out now. You want more, Daniela. So we'll try and work that, <laughs> work that into it. Uh, and we still want to uh, do, at some point, maybe at the end of this year, towards Christmas, a Smegheads live episode where you can all come down and uh, hang out and see it recorded live. Um, I guess technically you could come to the office and watch yeah, it. Yeah, we'd have to get some more Haribo. Yeah, we would. It would work. But I think that would be really good. And we're going to have a new theme song soon, Daniela. Ooh. But we have to sing a little bit in it. Okay, so amazing. It, but um, I've heard the kind of basics of it and it is incredible. Okay, I'm really It's actually incredible. Okay. Even without us, it's really, really good. Um, yeah, so thanks very much, guys. If you haven't subscribed already, please go to iTunes right now and subscribe. Write us a little comment on uh, iTunes too. Uh, give us five stars. If you yeah, like, say if you something can, nice. Yeah, if you're giving us anything less than five stars, just do that on the Empire podcast. Don't, don't do yeah. it in our one. I'm only joking. Uh, subscribe to the Empire podcast as well because that is very good as well. And you get to hear more, Nick. Yeah, that's a good thing, I guess. Thanks, <laughs> thank you for having me. I, I, I felt a lot of pressure coming on today because it's, it's, this, this is a great podcast and thank you very much um, it's yeah. been a pleasure thank you for having me were we better company than uh, Margot Robbie and Will Smith and uh, Gerard Leto 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 uh, yeah yeah I think so because <laughs> you give me some beer and that's, that's more true. than any of them gave me <laughs> that is true so thanks again everyone for listening uh, please tell your friends about it because word of mouth is probably how this is weirdly getting really successful we're going to try our best not to have any advertising we're being offered all kinds of stuff to put adverts in it but we're really resisting um, as much as we can to not put adverts in this so we'll, we'll try but the second you hear adverts you know we've sold out and I'm really sorry um, cool, refreshing beer <laughs> yeah <laughs> so thanks very much again we'll see you uh, next week for Maroons and the, and the week after that it is Polymorph uh, with Billy from the Subways which will be really really mm. good and then we'll have some more Empire people on and then we'll have uh, people from uh, the Red Dwarf official fan club and we'll have Seb who runs a Red Dwarf website and then eventually we're going to have someone else from the Red Dwarf cast on, right? 
Yeah, I've got my uh, secret guest coming on. Cool. Nick's Excellent. the only other person is it one who of the knows, scutters? knows who it is. <laughs> we need to get a scutter. I want a real scutter. Uh, but again, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah. See you later, Smackheads. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Smegheads the Red Dwarf Podcast. Smegheads is a production of Boast Pop, and you can check out the show notes and other stuff at boastpoppodcast.com slash smegheads. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. See you later, Smegheads.